93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And it is Monday, March 15th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Crews in Ocean County, New Jersey are working to contain a massive forest fire that has exceeded 170 acres, damaged nearby structures, and seriously injured a firefighter on Sunday. Officials say the call came in for the brush fire in Lakewood, New Jersey, around 1 o'clock near Airport Road and Cedar Bridge Avenue. The extremely windy conditions spread the fire into the areas of Brick Township. The fire is more than 50% contained, officials confirmed late Sunday night. More than 100 residents in the immediate area had to evacuate and nearby homes and commercial buildings suffered damage. According to the Point Pleasant Fire Department, the fire damaged multiple structures near the Lakewood Industrial Complex in Brick Township. The Brick Township mayor confirmed that 29 homes were damaged in the area. Three out of the 29 are uninhabitable. A firefighter with the New Jersey Forest Fire Service sustained injuries Sunday. The firefighter is currently listed in critical condition at an area hospital. It's kind of wild because I got an alert uh, mentioning. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm in Mount Airy, and I, but I guess anyone that could conceivably be traveling through that area? Yeah, so it's the Garden State Parkway between exits 83 and 90, and they were closed for several hours due to the fire. Uh, the roadway has since reopened, according to the Ocean County Sheriff's Office. However, the westbound lane of Route 70 from Cedar Bridge Avenue to the Garden State Parkway will remain closed. Crews from the surrounding area worked through the night to contain the brush fire. The New Jersey Forest Fire uh, Service put Stage 3 fire restrictions in place, which prohibits fires in wooded areas unless contained in an elevated stove using only propane, natural gas, gas, or electricity. Charcoal fires are also prohibited. They said the fires came perilously close to that hidden Borgata that the GPS always takes you to. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, my God. That's that. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you, I, that happened to me. My <laughs> GPS took me to that hidden Borgata. Uh, firefighters closer to Philadelphia. Um, Steve, I wonder if this is why you got it. Uh, there was also They were battling a brush fire along the Delaware River in Salem County. Okay, maybe that's It's a it. little closer to us. Crews are still working to determine <clears throat> the cause of both fires. Another 45 schools will open from pre-kindergarten to second grade students in the uh, school district of philadelphia today families who opted for the hybrid learning months ago are able to take advantage of the in-person rollout now the opportunity may open again in the future for virtual students to return back to schools earlier this month the district said the plan is to announce another round of school openings each week the city said the goal is to have the return dates for all pre-k to second grade hybrid learning students announced by march 22nd the reopenings followed a, a mediation between the school district of philadelphia and the philadelphia federation of Teachers over COVID-19 safety concerns. The mayor said air purifiers will replace the window fans that have been installed in classrooms that did not have adequate ventilation. Other safety measures put in place by the school district include mandatory mask wearing for staff and students, uh, which will be provided to them. Rapid testing for students and staff, new classroom setups and signage for social distancing, uh, touchless hand sanitizer stations, plexiglass partitions, maximum occupancy signs, and then enhanced cleaning protocols and a COVID-19 test testing program in place for both students and staff. A week after representatives from southeastern Pennsylvania counties quarreled with the state health department about limited vaccine allotments, uh, the region is beginning to see more encouraging signs. Over the weekend, more than 1,200 eligible, eligible residents in Delaware County lined up to get their COVID-19 shot at Upper Darby High School. This comes after the county's uh, Moderna allotment tripled over the last week. Delaware County was among a handful of heavily populated southeastern counties that felt short 
uh, changed by the state's vaccination distribution system. A Philadelphia Inquirer report said that Delaware County was fifth in the population and 53rd in doses per capita. Uh, More than three dozen people from the district were called upon to staff the Upper Darby High School vaccination site. As more doses become available, the county will open additional sites at high schools and a vaccination drive-through. The county is expected its first allotment of the single-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine within the next two to three weeks. In sports this morning... The Sixers beat the San Antonio Spurs 134 to 99 last night in South Philly. In their first home game in front of fans, Tobias Harris scored 23 points and Seth Curry added 21. The team has won five games in a row and are in first place in the East. They're at home again tomorrow night to face the New York Knicks. Over the weekend, the team learned that Joel Embiid has a bone bruise on his left knee and will be reevaluated in two weeks. An MRI revealed no structural damage to the knee. Embiid's ACL and meniscus are fine, which brings some relief that the injury isn't something much worse. Embiid left Friday night's game against the Wizards after he hyperextended his left knee when landing with all of his weight on his leg after a dunk in the third quarter. The Flyers, who lost four of their last five games are on the road tonight with the first two games in Manhattan against the New York Rangers. The puck is set to drop at 7 o'clock. And in college basketball, Villanova, who will be playing without co-Big East Player of the Year, Colin Gillespie, drew a number five seed and will play on Friday in the South region against the number 12 seed Winthrop team that won the Big South Conference and takes a 23-1 record in the NCAA tournament. Drexel got a number 16 seed and will play on Friday against number three Illinois, the top seed in the Midwest region. Illinois is 20 22 and 6 and 14 and 1 in their last 15 games, including a win over Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. Drexel won the CAA tourney to reach NCAAs for the first time since 1996 when the Dragons upset Memphis for only uh, for their only tournament win. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome back. The weekend is over. The work week begins. Just to be uh, clear, it is 6:16 a.m. In case you forgot. Yeah, right. To switch things up, and we begin a little bit darker, but that's just for a limited time. The sun's going to be returning as these days continue to get longer and longer, and it'll be all good, my friend. But for now, a little darkness to deal with. We're going to have the ample sunshine through the course of the day, and we have some stuff to tell you about. I hope you don't mind. I hope that it's not getting old, but we're giving away another $500 for a Holy week, guys. Yeah. Know, so hopefully cash is okay with you. Uh, we'll do that, uh, the letter of the day at the end of the program, and get yourself set. That is, again, with uh, T-Mobile and 5G Fridays. Uh, guest-wise on the show, we're going to talk to our friend Chef Nick Elmy. He's got a new restaurant right down the way from us here in Bala Kinwood. I can't wait to get over there. Yeah. Uh, actually, oh, where uh, is it? Casey went and sampled it. And yeah, so me and Marissa. Marissa did, yeah. It's so near it's the up. Aquatic Fitness Center, right? Oh, well, it's right next. Dude. That whole complex down there it's is different? completely... Case there's a hotel there. there. What? There's, there's an area. <laughs> there's, there's a, a hotel. They, like, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. The, so um, they're building up the whole area, oh right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, there's a woman down there. I have no idea. She, apparently, she's like a mover and a shaker and like has all these like investment people coming in all the time and nowhere, plate, nowhere close to put them up. So she's like, I'm just going to build a hotel. So she built a hotel and a couple of restaurants down there. Oh, 
my yeah. gosh. Wow. Cool. Uh, so it's called The Landing Kitchen. We'll talk to Nick uh, briefly and see how things are going with that. We also have uh, actor and comedian Dion Cole, you know, from Blackish and his stand up uh, special on Netflix. He's checking in. He's got an indie movie. And of course, we'll talk about some of those other things too. That'll be around nine o'clock. And then. Right after that, we have a local guy whose story has been uh, making some waves as of late. His name is Tom Garvey. His book is called The Secret Apartment, Vet Stadium, A Surreal Memoir. He lived in the stadium for three years. Yes, illegally. He, he found himself a little spot, a little nook in the stadium, and he lived there. It was a, an old concession stand. You know, he was special forces in Vietnam. I mean, this guy has a, an incredible yeah. history. Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. I, this would be a movie. I mean, I know Vietnam and Special Forces is enough for a movie, but this whole thing that he did is amazing. So we're going to talk to him a little bit after uh, 9 o'clock about all that stuff. But he lived there from 1979 to 1981. <laughs> uh, so we'll get that and more. And it's uh, it's all about award shows this morning. Uh, you had the Grammys. You had the Kids' Choice Awards. Also, the... Nominations for the Razzies came in, so there's a lot to talk about. We'll take a break and come back in a second, dive into some of that stuff, as well as a few other things and a stupid question. We'll be back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. My heart goes out to you if you're sitting in, you know, closed highway traffic on the Northeast Extension. We were getting some texts from people earlier. When you get up this early to go to work and then all of a sudden you get stopped and you have to put it in park and sit there, you can easily fall back to sleep. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if the person in front of you doesn't start moving, just give them a little... Give them a little courtesy honk. They're probably just taking a little nappy poo. Preston, one time on the uh, Long Island Expressway, I saw someone who had clearly, in that same scenario ahead of me, had fallen asleep, woke up, and I guess um, panicked. Forgot. Hit the accelerator and drove right into the car in front of them. Yeah, yeah. All right. Be cool. I I got a text from him. He said, the the banjo song put me in a better mood while sitting still on (laughs) Northeast Extension. All right, hang in there. Uh, we're gonna take. A, we're gonna do the stupid question. Actually, we're gonna give away a digital download of Wonder Woman 1984. The question that I have for you, I actually have two what? Barbie questions, and they're so good. I'm gonna do one today and one tomorrow. All right. <laughs> so they, they, I've never heard this stuff before. So Ken, like the Barbie doll, has a full name, first, middle, and last name. What are those names? Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's I didn't know Ken name. had a last name. And I'm gonna I'm gonna save the other one for tomorrow because it's too good. All right, all right. Call now. So Ken, like the Barbie doll, has a full name, and what is it? Two one five two six three WMMR. Monday, March fifteenth, and a whole lot of birthdays on Monday, March fifteenth. Uh, Eva Longoria. We'll start with her. She is uh, forty six years old today. Who she's the uh, spoke? Is it uh, what uh, makeup oh, company? What is what does her she spots do? Spots always run. Yep. They always is it Lacombe? Uh, Lang- Lancome? I it's one of these commercials, Preston, where she pretends as if she's ugly and she needs the cosmetics to right. make her look good. Well, no, she's like, knock no, she... it the F off. No, isn't, I think, as she always says, um, you know, above 40, we need eye aging cream that actually works or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. L'Oreal. 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 
She's pretty flawless. Uh, she's 46 I, today. I really like her, and I think that you and I had a battle, Preston, years ago over. I said her, and you said, oh, my gosh, who was the other one? Sophia from that, from that show? No, 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 not from that show. No, oh, my God, I cannot think of her. We're going to have to come back to it because okay. I All cannot right. think of her name. We'll circle back. I don't remember that. But, I'm going to look her up. Uh, maybe if you remember, I'll, I'll remember. All right, so uh, Fabio's birthday today. Fabio! Fabio is uh, 62. He was in our studio. He was just the best. He cradled Nick like a young baby. (laughs) What did he say? He like whispered something. Nick was tense. Clearly what he said. Nick, to you? It was like, uh, just relax. Just relax. Because <laughs> we wanted to get a picture of him carrying what? Nick, like, on the front of one of those romance novels. Yeah, yeah. And Nick was like, okay, what do I do here? And he laid in Fabio. Just goes, just relax. And I did. <laughs> okay. Okay, Fabio. <laughs> Fabio is cool because Fabio understands what Fabio is about. Oh, my God. And has fun with it. So he's 62 today. Preston, it was Eva Mendez. Eva Mendez. Oh, oh, I said Eva. Gloria, you were like, no, Eva Mendez. Eva versus and Eva. We couldn't come to it. What were we arguing about like, between the like two? Like who you'd choose over. Like who, who, who was... had a better three-pointer. Yeah. No, like, who I was guess, the lesser like... of two Evas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, better looking, like whatever hey, oh. it was. Uh, yeah, I, I go back and forth, so you know we can we can do them both. Okay, right. I'm in an Eva <laughs> Mendez mood today. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Swaggart, the televangelist oh. I have seen. <laughs> Is uh, I wish Daisy Cheney with three horns. Oh my god, <laughs> just the biggest hypocrite. Oh my world. god, and then when they pan around and they're after all that crap broke down, and there's still people sitting there like, You want to go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. How did you not hear what happened? He idiot. was with hookers. Yep. <laughs> Idiots all over the place. Jimmy Swaggart is 86 today. Judd Hirsch, the actor. Have we talked? We have we talked have. to Judd uh, Hirsch. We talked to Judd Hirsch last time oh. when he was promoting um, the donut. Um, yeah. Uh, Supreme Donuts or Superior Donuts. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, He's taxing, great. Obviously, Ordinary People, a bunch of stuff. He's 86 today. Uh, we have several musical birthdays. I'm going to start here uh, with Mark Hoppus of Blink-182, and he is celebrating his 49th birthday today. I'll always be a, uh, a Blink fan. They yeah. have some great stuff. They're a fun band, yeah, man. Yeah. They, you know, I mean, their songs are they're short, and they're catchy, they're, they're up-tempo, and they're just good. Yeah, That's all yeah. there is to it. So Mark Hoppus is uh, 49 today. Another band, you know what? I like uh, Sugar Ray. Mark Sugar McGrath. Ray! Mark McGrath is celebrating his 53rd birthday today. I mean, this song this song can put me in a good mood. Doesn't Mark McGrath have a big Mark McGrath tattoo on his back? Oh, I don't know. Something? Does he? Maybe it's Steve-O? Uh, maybe it's his name or maybe... No, it's Irish. I think that's what it okay. is. Okay. Mark, Mark has, I stand uh, corrected. Mark, a good-looking fella, he is. has really tried to hang on to his youthful looks, and he has... Has he gone the way of the he's, scalpel? He's gotten a tad oh, bit too much work done. No. Last oh, no. time I saw him, no. I was like, oh, you don't need to do that, dude. Uh, but he's, he's 53 today. So I'll take whatever he's cutting off. Uh, Mark McGrath. Yeah, no kidding. Cool it on my face. Uh, it's Brett Michaels' birthday hey! today. Brett Michaels of Poison turns 58 Woo! years old today. Yep. And uh, Rock of Love was his thing. Oh, my God, was that show funny. That show needed to exist for Norm MacDonald's parody of Rock of Love, which Absolutely. is still one of the funniest pieces of video. Look uh, for that if you get get a chance. Poison, when they hit in their day, 
I hated them because they were so <gasps> bubblegummy for for heavy metal at the time for glam metal, which is what it was. But oh, it, it was perfect for me. I, it was I like adore my... them now. I absolutely love them. That I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I like. You I like, like metal. that? I, well, you know, <laughs> I, like I was like, oh yeah, I like metal. Poison. Yeah. <laughs> but their songs are a lot of fun, and that's and hey. Rock and roll, man. It's fun. It's all there is to it. He's 58 today. It's also D. Snyder's birthday oh! today. D. Snyder, staff member of WMMR, did nights here. Uh, he actually did a show for those who were not around and listeners of MMR at the time, but he did nights for a couple of years. He, I think. Was, he did it in the most contorted way. He was doing it from his home in Long Island, and there was a, um, I guess they would start recording and the show would catch up with the live version. It was weird, but yeah. he's a great guy. He really is. Yeah, we always like talking to him. He's always got great stories. And this is Epping Twisted Sister, the documentary. We love you'll, it. You'll love it. Watch it if you haven't. He's 66 today. All right, I threw this one in there. But, it is guitarist Ry Cooter's birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the only reason I bring it up, he's, he's a session guy. He's a legend. He's yeah. amazing. Uh, but most people don't know who Ry Cooter is. And we were in um, Ireland uh, doing our show from there <laughs> right. a long time ago. And there was this drunk guy, drunk Irish guy at the bar. And just because we were from America, he thought that I knew Ry Cooter. And, like, he couldn't was, understand that you didn't, right? Yep, he was a fan you're, of Ry You're saying you're from America and you don't know Ry Cooter. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he wanted me to, he literally said, well, if you see him, you know, tell him, Tell him Johnny said hi or whatever his name was. And I was just like, sure, man. Okay. No Listen, problem. Seamus. Yeah. <laughs> Preston's very good friends with Ryan. And doesn't like to admit it. But I'll tell oh, him. you told the guy yeah, beforehand? Yeah. Is that what that was all about? <laughs> but uh, I'll always have that memory. If you want to hear Ryan Cooter's playing that I think is, is excellent, he actually did the soundtrack for the Jack Nicholson movie The Border. And he also, uh, Crossroads. Yes. Uh, if you remember that. The, 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 one. the slide guitar yeah. and that stuff. I believe it was Ry Cooter playing that. Uh, he's Do you know Ralph Macchio? <laughs> he was in that movie. Uh, Sly Stone from Sly and the Family Stone is uh, 78 years old today. And in their day, they were the oh, yeah. show band, man. They were huge. Uh, so happy birthday to Sly Stone. And it's also Phil Lesh's birthday today. Of uh, the Grateful Dead. We had him in. Uh, yeah, no, we, we had Mickey Hart. Mickey Hart, that's right. Phil, which is a good thing because yeah. I hear Phil Lesh is not a is good interview. Uh, oh, well, oh. I just well, he was, he was he quiet. Yeah. He was in this room. Phil Lesh was interviewed by Pierre. They had oh, a, really? a yeah, studio session in here. and so That's where I got confused. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Pierre said it was okay. It was just kind of like pulling teeth. Like, he wasn't a dick. He just wasn't a great interview. Right. right. Uh, so he turns 81 today, by the way. Woo. Uh, Steve Eva Amuri. Oh! Uh-huh. Susan Sarandon's daughter. And she is just gorgeous. And my boy. She's stunningly beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's my boy. Yeah, that's we're, if we add her to the Evas, who do you take? Her, Eva Mendez, or Eva Longoria? <laughs> wow. Mm. I'm still... I'm still... Mm. I still, I think Eva Mendez, I still uh, would would be up there for I'm me. I'm going to have to go with you on that one. Uh, yeah, though... though They're all y- wonderful. You won't find a hotter, more... Um, Really wrong. It's just wrong. Uh, opening ten minutes of a movie, then that's my boy. It is wrong. 
Uh, but it's but based she's on she's stunning. Mary Kayler Tourneau, so yeah. it's sort of a parody. Uh, so she turns 36 today. And then the last birthday is actor Jai Courtney. He's great. Uh, in Divergent, he's kind of the bad guy. Yeah. In Suicide Squad, he was Boomerang. He's been in A Good Day to Die Hard and Terminator Genesis and Jack Reacher and stuff like that. So he turns 35 today. A lot of birthdays. I even left a couple of them out because we have so many. Uh, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, Ken. Like Barbie has a full name. What is it? Two one five two six three WMMR, and I will go to Tim. See if we can get the answer. Hey Tim, good morning. Good morning. All right, Tim. Ken's full name, please. Kenneth Sean Carson. You're correct. Oh, he even has a middle name. Hang on a second. Yeah. What's his confirmation name? Kenneth Sean Carson and Tim got it right, and we are going to give him a digital download of Wonder Woman 1984, New Era of Wonder Begins, as Wonder Woman faces her greatest foes yet, and you can look forward on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray, DVD, and digital. Was there, At- a, was there a point, person, just quickly, where they, where they uh, he had no genitals, but did they ever, um, or maybe Kathy, you can speak to this, did what? they ever give like a little pubic bump? Oh, no, he, yeah, he had a bump. He had a bump. Had a bump. Oh, oh bump. yeah, 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 he had a bump. Pubes. They gave him full, they gave full him mesh full, of n- matty, yeah. sweaty pubes. Yeah. No, but I remember that he had a bump instead of nothing. All right, so uh, the box office this weekend, number one was uh, Riot and the Last Dragon, uh, followed by Tom and Jerry, Chaos Walking, Boogie was number four. Uh, then you have The Crudes, A New Age, The Marksman, uh, Jaythi Rantanalu, Ratnalu. I don't know that movie. Uh, that's Jurassic Park. Uh, <laughs> Jaythi Ratnalu. It's a Bolly- from- Bollywood movie. Oh. Okay, not oh. familiar with it. Bollywood stuff can be good. Then you have uh, The Little Things, uh, Wonder Woman 1984, and The Father wrapped up uh, the box office. All right, at the Grammys, I'm just going to give you the rundown of everything. I know we got a ton of audio clips. So let me slip through this uh, stuff, and we'll just kind of squeeze them in. I think that's fine. Uh, Beyonce made history last night as she racked up her 28th win <gasps> Became the most awarded artist ever in the history of the Grammy Awards. She also did an 822-pound squat, Preston. Wow. That's huge. It's amazing. So she broke two records. Midway through the night, she tied for the... Tied for the record as she uh, shared a win with Megan Thee Stallion for Best Rap Song uh, for Savage. Uh, but the big moment came about 15 minutes later when her song Black Parade was announced as the best R&B performance. Uh, looking surprised, she approached the stage. Beyonce said, I'm so honored. Uh, and overall, Beyonce has acquired 79 career nominations. Wow. And she has won 28 of them. Is that the one that she, where her daughter voice is part of it as well? Ooh, I don't know. Uh, do we have any clips from uh, Beyonce? Yeah. We have, uh, yes, the uh, the announcing of the record-breaking, and okay. I believe her response is part of that as well. Here we go. And the Grammy goes to? Okay, wait a minute. History has just been made. Breaking the all-time record for the most Grammy wins ever by any female artist or any singer, male or female, the Grammy goes to Beyonce! As an artist, I, I believe it's my job and all of our jobs to reflect the times. And it's been such a difficult time. So I wanted to uplift, encourage, and celebrate all of the beautiful black queens and kings that continue to inspire me and inspire the whole world. I know my daughter is watching. Blue, congratulations, she won a Grammy tonight. I'm so proud of you. 
So she would have won. She would have hit the record no matter what. I mean, oh, she yeah. could have put out a record of her just farting repeatedly. She did last she, year. She would have yeah. won. Future uh, fart parts one and two because it was going to get there uh, <laughs> no matter what. They were going to get her that award. So good for her. Not that you guys have these stats, but does that include she things that she did with Destiny's Child? I don't think so. Okay, I have no idea. Did they win Grammys? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. But it it would be you know her as a singer winning. So if she won with Destiny's Child, that would certainly count. Right. That I would. I imagine. mean, this is not an indictment on Beyonce. It's going to sound like one, but I think I feel like of all of the the female, I'm gonna let you artists, finish. Okay. <laughs> I think she's actually the least deserving. I. You know, she's a decent artist, but there are so many, I think, far superior singers, singers out there. Singers, yeah. That, sh- you know. Listen, I'm she not going to argue that. She yeah. can sing, and she's great, yeah. absolutely. But there are people that I hear, uh, voice-wise, that I think are a little bit better. But, listen, it's the, the Academy. I mean, and It's yeah, also whoever. Beyonce. Yeah. The, the, the yeah, legend, the mythos around Beyonce absolutely. propels it. So, and yeah. yeah, you can't argue with that. All right, as the first performing act on stage, Harry Styles sang Watermelon Sugar for his first ever Grammy performance. He later won Best Pop Solo Performance for that song. Okay, so I was vaguely familiar with this song. <gasps> he wore black uh, leather pants and an open leather jacket with no shirt showing off a few tattoos. Oh, and, and, and a feather boa. Uh-huh, yeah. uh, so uh, he's good. He, has, yeah. a, he has a soulful voice. I was surprised. Here's a clip of him singing that. Steve, he's just one of those guys that I know his name. Yeah, I know who. Who do you used to be with? Um, uh, one, uh, one Direction, one direction right? yeah. yeah, yeah. And I know I remember them, uh, but I've never really heard the guy sing before until this. And I love this. I actually voice. know him more for he's done a couple movie roles. Like he's yeah. really good in Dunkirk, and he's you know. <laughs> yeah. So he performed that song and another song on SNL months and months ago. And ever since I heard that song, I was like, "Yep, I'm going to download that one." I'm, I'm a fan. I know Kathy is. Yeah, I love him. Uh, let's see here. A few of the big winners uh, of the night also included Taylor Swift for Album of the Year for Folklore, uh, Dua Lipa from, uh, for uh, Best Pop Vocal Album and for Future Nostalgia. That's a, uh, you need to catch some video of yeah. Dua Lipa's performance, Preston. Uh, a stunning looking woman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, song for the Year, uh, Song of the Year went to her for uh, I Can't Breathe. And while the best R&B album went to John Legend, Miranda Lambert won best country album. Do we have any clips from any of them, peeps? Yeah, we, we have. I'll give you the. We have a uh, best new artist, Megan Thee Stallion, ex- uh, accepting. If you want to play that, uh, yes, absolutely. Ready, case? Yep. Here we go. I don't want to cry, but first of all, I want to say everybody is amazing. Every artist that was nominated for this award. It's so amazing. You know, it's been a hell of a year, but we made it. Uh, thank you, everybody at Rock Nation. And I really want to say thank you to my mama. She's not here with me today, but I know she's here with me in spirit. And she always believed I could do it. So thank you all so much. Steve, I think it was during her acceptance speech where it, it, there was a pause. And you just hear a car like driving yeah, on a highway. They, they were outside. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, so seriously? The setup, yeah, the setup oh, yeah. was outside. Actually, I think across the parking lot. From the, uh, the the center, the uh, I'm having a brain. Oh, uh, Staples yeah, Center, Staples yeah. Center, yeah. So uh, they were out in the open. The elements were there. You saw birds flying around behind Trevor Noah. It was oh. pretty wild. 
All right. Uh, we also have a little clip of Bruno Mars who did a tribute to Little Richard. This was great. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw a little clip of that this morning. Him and Anderson Pack. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, Bruno Mars oh, wow. and, and Anderson Pack. Anderson yeah. Pack, yeah. That's Pre- impressive. Yeah, I have been a fan of Bruno Mars for a long time, Press. I remember watching a video of him. This is long before uh, his you know huge breakout album, but it was him and his he like you know he, he his his buddies that you know they're they're in his backup band and stuff, and it was just him and this other guitarist, and they were like in a store, and it was it had to have been some sort of like radio, like you win an opportunity to be in this this crowd. And he was just basically taking requests of any song. Not any Bruno Mars song, but any song out there. Like, hey, what do you want to hear? And it was like, oh, I want to hear Michael Jackson. Right. And and they, he he's just such a huge fan. Yeah, I remember seeing like Harry Connick Jr. do something like that one time. People just call out a, a title and boom, just yeah. start playing it. And it's it's cool. Really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's a good ability. Uh, anything else? Any other yeah. audio? Well, there's uh, some cool stuff. They, they happen to have. Uh, do you want to do it all here? Or do you, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I think we can if you want. Whatever yeah. you want to do. Okay, so they had, a, they had an extended... Um, in memoriam, Preston, because a lot of people passed away. Obviously, there were people who were affected by COVID and, and a lot of legends. So they really did it in an interesting way. At one point, Lionel Richie sang the song he wrote for Kenny Rogers, who passed away. All right. Lady. Oh, wow. I forgot he wrote that. Wow. I'm your knight in shining armor, and I love you. You have made me what I am. And I'm well, Lionel Richie was a hit machine, dude. Mm. And this is a great, a his voice is so hit. good. Yeah. yeah, this is a huge hit for Kenny Rogers. There's wow. so many ways I want to say. All righty, uh, we also have see. Ringo presenting Record of the Year. All right, uh-huh. let's go with that. Here we go. After a year when you've all been zooming in and zooming out. It's great to be here, because no matter what happens, music must go on. So I'm honored to be here at the Grammys. As, well, I've been here many times before. And uh, with that other band I was in, I was in, and I want to say this with peace and love. If you're making music in our world today, you've already won. And I thank you. And the Grammy goes to... Billy Eilish. Well done, Billy. By the way, Ringo has probably had the the greatest plastic surgery work done ever because <laughs> he he's in his 80s. He looks pretty Ringo-ish. And he does not <laughs> look like he is in his 80s. Having facial hair and wearing glasses. Dark glasses it helps. helps oh, he was wearing glasses the whole time? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would but just... actually, I follow him on, uh, on Instagram, and, and even without the glasses on, you're like, wow, dude. Okay. And he's in shape. Yeah. He's in good shape. So uh, uh, Billie Eilish got up, and she was... Um, she thought she clearly thought Megan Thee Stallion should have won. And yeah, she says so. Yeah, here we go. This is really embarrassing for me, Megan girl. 
I was gonna write a speech about how you deserve this, but then I was like, there's no way they're gonna choose me. <laughs> I was like, it's hers. You deserve this. You had a year that I think is untoppable. You are a queen. I want to cry thinking about how much I love you. You're so beautiful. You're so talented. You deserve everything in the world. I think about you constantly. I root for you always. You deserve it, honestly. Genuinely, this goes to her. Can we just cheer for Megan Thee Stallion, please? Wow, man. The okay. other people nominated in this category, I mean, come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Megan... Oh, it, was, it was a sweet gesture. Yeah, totally. And um, uh, there was a, I guess, in the pre-awards awards, Preston, uh, while accepting the Best Music Film Grammy, the producer of Linda Ronstadt, The Sound of My Voice, which is a great documentary, uh, he wanted to thank Rob Epstein and Jeffrey Friedman. Oops. Oh, no. This is who he ends up thanking <gasps> oh, accidentally. Oh, no. <laughs> Excellent. I want to thank uh, Linda Ronstadt for allowing us to make this movie and Rob Friedman, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Oops. Oh, he switched yikes. him up. Oh. <laughs> Wrong guy. <laughs> Wrong guy to be thanked. Jeffrey Epstein did not make oh. the In Memoriam. No. Oh, my God. All right, so those are the Grammys. Then you had the uh, Nickelodeon Kid Choice Awards. Yeah. We're going to zip through these, okay, because yes. right. uh, we, we've already eaten up a lot of time here. Um, so they had Kenan Thompson hosting, uh, big winners were Wonder Woman 1984 for favorite movie, uh, Alexa and Katie for favorite kids TV show, uh, Stranger Things for favorite family TV show, Robert Downey Jr. as favorite movie actor, and Millie Bobby Brown as favorite female TV star and favorite movie actress as well. So what they did is they actually mailed out the slime to the potential winners. No way. And asked them that when they won, they poured it over themselves. So we have audio of, of Robert Downey Jr. winning for Dr. Doolittle, which is not that very good. And anyway, uh, uh, he, he, he does the procedure on himself. Here we go. And your favorite movie actor is... Robert Downey Jr. Doolittle! Thanks to Nickelodeon, Universal, my boss wife Susan Downey, and all the kids that saw Doolittle and voted. Lastly, I'd like to thank my friends at Giorgio Armani for loaning me this... <laughs> for loaning me this lovely suit, together we will make the world a greener place. Clearly... I've done my part. Nice, nice. I love and, uh, it. Millie Bobby Brown accepted for best uh, TV and best movie actress. Okay, we're doing that? Yeah. All right, here we go. Thank you guys so much. Thank you to all the fans that voted for me for Kids' Choice. This is the first time in 20 years uh, to win both TV and movie actress, and for that I am incredibly grateful. Um, we will continue to fight against stigmas and stereotypes, and I'm incredibly grateful to be part of that movement. I thank you guys so much. Please stay safe. She's adorable. How well, old is uh, she now? I, I want to say she's 18 now. Um, not 100% sure, but Nick will uh, will check on that. While he's looking at that, top music awards went to Ariana Grande for uh, favorite female artist, Justin Bieber for favorite male artist, uh, who also claimed the favorite music collaboration prize, also pulling double duty as winner in the categories of favorite music group and favorite global music star with South Korean boy band, BTS. BTS! Yep, they won big. Uh, the show took advantage of XR Tech with performances from uh, Justin Bieber, uh, who also happened to be the most nominated star of the night. And he took the stage to perform Anyone and Intentions with Quavo, I believe. So uh, Millie Bobby Brown is 17. Right. So, yep. Um, also, uh, the Razzies were announced over the weekend. Now this I'm very interested in. <laughs> yeah, they listed the 2021 20, nominees for the worst movies and worst acting in the past year. 
Uh, the 41st Razzie Awards will take place on April 24th, which is the night before the Oscars. Among the nominees are Robert Downey Jr., his uh, first post-Avengers movie, Doolittle, as well as Anne Hathaway and Katie Holmes, both for two different movies. Hathaway was cited for her performance in uh, The Last Thing He Wanted and also uh, Roald Dahl's uh, The Witches, while Holmes was nominated for Brahms, The Boy 2, and The Secret, Dare to Dream. I forgot about Brahms, The Boy 2. So there was the boy about the... the Doll. Mid doll that yeah. supposedly comes to life. It was horrible. I have not seen Brahms 2, though. Maybe that's a stellar performance. <laughs> Other big names in the worst lead acting categories include Adam Sandler for Hubie Halloween. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> he was horrible. No, he was perfect. Oh, he was just terrible. Uh, Kate <laughs> Hudson for music. A role that actually earned her a Golden Globe nomination. Sometimes they're they're nominated for other awards. Oh, yeah. They're nominated for Razzies as well. And David Spade for the Big Missy. I don't remember that. Uh, okay. At all. Yeah. He. Oh, uh, no. the, the Big Missy or the Wrong Missy. The Wrong Missy. Oh, I don't know. It says the Big Missy. Yeah, they got there, it wrong. So. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. The wrong Missy. What's that? He has he has this um, woman that he's been firing on, who's very modelly looking, and uh, but there, and there's this other woman who he kind of had a horrible date with and ditched out on, and they're both in his phone. And he starts texting them both named Missy. Oh, and so he's texting the wrong, the wrong one and invites her accidentally to go along with him on a trip to Hawaii. Okay. Hmm. Uh, among the worst supporting actor nominees are Kristen Wiig for Wonder Woman 1984, uh, Glenn Close for uh, Hillbilly Elegy, uh, and hilariously Rudy Giuliani for controversial appearance in Borat subsequent <laughs> movie films. So really? He was nominated, oh, yes. Uh, and Robert Downey Jr. is nominated twice this year. On top of his Worst Actor nomination for Doolittle, he also made it into the Worst Screen Combo category alongside his, quote, un- utterly unconvincing Welsh accent in Doolittle. Uh, there are five movies up for the big uh, prize Worst Picture, and nominees include 365 Days, Absolute Proof, Doolittle, Fantasy Island, and Music. Doolittle was a bit of, a bit of a disappointment. I, I, didn't see I, I it. think he's 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 fine in it. It's just it's not good. It's not right. it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, outside of award shows, I do have one or two other things we'll touch on quickly. I know this went long, but uh, this is what I read: Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez broken up over the weekend. Yes, it's called hearing. off their engagement. That's the story. The New York Post and TMZ on Friday both reported that the couple have parted ways. According to a source, uh, they said he's now in Miami getting ready for baseball season, and she's filming her movie in the Dominican Republic. You know who she's supposedly hanging out with? Uh Uh-uh. Lenny Kravitz. Really? That's the word. Wow. Oh, yeah. And I could see that. One couple to another. Yeah. Yeah. So the couple who got engaged in 2019 after dating for two years had had to postpone their wedding due to COVID. Uh, Lopez previously had said... Uh, news of their split came a day after Entertainment Tonight reported that the two still plan to get married despite postponing the ceremony. Yeah, let's see if that happens. I think Aaron's head looks like a bowling ball. Have you ever noticed he's got a very round head? <laughs> uh, hang on, is this an update, Nick? Yeah, this is from TMZ. All right, so TMZ, uh, it says that reports of their demise as a couple have been greatly exaggerated because they say they are still fighting to stay together. Fighting. So- TMZ claims that both JLo and A-Rod tell TMZ all the reports are inaccurate. We are working through some things. That means they're over. <laughs> there's still yeah, right. yeah. hope. Oh, okay. yeah, there's absolutely no hope. And it is over! I'm hanging in there, Sly. We're days away from a murder suicide. I'm with you, Rambo. <laughs> 
Who's Rambo? Marriage counselor. Uh, let's see. Debbie, what do you think of what Adam said? What do you think of what he said? John Rambo, yeah, yeah. marriage counselor. What I think is that you should take the garbage out on Tuesdays just like Sally told you to. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> I thought we were in the trust tree. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even see him. He's camouflaged yeah. in the tree. Are you in this office? Yes. <laughs> I have the bouquets behind you. He's in there somewhere hiding. <laughs> if you take the Greek Gatsby out, you can see my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that is just the John Rambo. Nothing is over. <laughs> marriage counselor nothing is over no where my slogan is nothing is over <laughs> you made an emotional investment in the future you can't back out on it now i'm coming for you how does that make you feel <laughs> god all right. Uh, wow. A couple other quick uh, things. Uh, exes, Bradley Cooper and uh, Arena Sheik are still close despite their estrangement. So maybe they went to see Rambo. Possibly. Uh, the pair are so friendly that they both. And, uh, you, you were the raccoon in that movie. They both take their three. And you You're were in, in that, that movie. movie. <laughs> I was. Yeah. I was a ravager. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> they. T- the second one, not the first. Right, correct. Yes, of course. Uh, the pair are so number two are so friendly, <laughs> which is also a euphemism for poopoo. <laughs> are you sure you weren't in the end of the first movie? Was I? I don't know. I don't hmm. think so. I don't know. Uh, the pair. Are... <laughs> you know nothing. You know nothing. I don't know. Uh, the pair are so friendly. <laughs> if only like news anchors and reporters would just be honest. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the pair are so friendly, they both take their three-year-old daughter, uh, Leah, to Russian language classes every week. If you know Russian, I mean, you can kind of write your own ticket. L- lang- certain languages that if you are yeah. uh, well-versed, yeah. you know. You can make a career absolutely. out of using them. Uh, she was born in the USSR and moved to the U.S. in 2007 to pursue a career in modeling. So I guess uh, learning... Um, Russian is close to her heart for the child. The child! Uh, <laughs> let's see. After a rough patch, Nikki Bella and fiancé Artem Chigvenstev are on solid ground after they headed to couples therapy oh, together. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, Nikki Bella and Nikki, Artem. You have a twin sister, don't you? <laughs> and Artem. Artem? Uh, yeah. How does it make you feel when Nikki leaves her underwears around the house? <laughs> Does that make you sick? She told uh, Us Weekly, uh, we don't even have to keep going because it's, I mean, it's good to always have checkups. What? But all of a sudden, I'm reading this verbatim, all of a sudden our sessions turn into like, you just sit there and you're like, oh, I'm really loving right now. Like, there's no problems. Like, it's like we, we know what to talk about. Like, <laughs> it's Makes you sound stupid. Stop ending all your declar- declarative statements with an uptime. <laughs> Sounds like you're asking a question. <laughs> Makes you sound stupid. They have to hash these yeah. things out. It's confusing him that she talks like that. how to make bungee sticks. <laughs> Why? You're going to find out. <laughs> you might need to lay a trap for one of the, one of the others. Yeah. You're going to find out. All right. Get ready to find out. All right. I think we're going to. I'm for you. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to. I think we're going to move on to the clips oh, now. Man. How about that? So, Alfred 
Boogie Chin is a basketball phenom living in Queens, Queens who dreams of one day playing in the NBA while navigating a new girlfriend, high school, on-court rivals, and the burden of expectation in Boogie. And in this clip, director Eddie Huang uh, reminisces on his time spent with Pop Smoke on set before he passed away. Pop Smoke? I guess that's right. Pop Smoke. All right, here we go. I just want people to know he is number one, fearless. Number two, the most talented person you'll ever know. But three, that he's a real sweetheart. He's just, he's a phenomenal, lovable guy that we really miss. We're going to miss him for a very long time. Really? Yeah. Uh, he's a musician. Uh, he's an actor and composer, uh, it says here as well. So I'm not familiar with Pop Smoke. But uh, Boogie is in theaters now, by the way. Here's the next clip to get to. At a crossroads in her career, country singer Bailey takes a job as a nanny for a cowboy beau. And, or, is it cow, or is his name Bo? I don't know. Or Anyhow, a cowboy beau. Uh, his five children in country comfort. And in this clip, star Catherine McPhee talks about what makes it a must-watch. It's a show that you are meant to turn on and sit back, relax, and not think about pandemic politics, your family troubles, and just enjoy this kooky girl and watch their little country world evolve. Just the joy of the actual simplicity of the show, people will will get that. I don't. I don't want. I don't think I want to see it. <laughs> and uh, Country Comfort uh, premieres on Netflix this Friday. And by the way, his name is Bo. Oh. found that out. It's Eddie okay. Sibrian who plays Bo. On the show. Eddie Sibrian. Huh. And there you go. That's Mm -hmm. what I have in the entertainment report this morning. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Sun's coming up. We're going to have a sunny day, albeit a little bit on the cool side. We have some guests and stuff to give away. We'll be right back. Stay put. What's new? Glad you asked. ACDC. Weezer. Fleet. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. Yo, there's some controversy in Bucks County, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. Story that surfaced over the weekend, uh, which is uh, interesting. Uh, a woman uh, in Chalfont, uh, Raffaella Spone, I guess is how you say her name, but... Um, <laughs> She apparently, according to uh, the allegations, and uh, the police arrested her for sending her teen daughter's cheerleading coaches fake photos and videos depicting her rivals naked, drinking, or smoking to try and get them kicked off the squad. This is her daughter's cheerleading coaches and her daughter's rivals in this group. So she's trying to, uh, and she's like deep faking photos and stuff, right? And what, video, she, too. And video. She's yeah. photoshopping? Like, what, I don't photoshopping know. Like, and deep fake videos from what I've read. What? I, yeah, like I, using I apps. Any app, that, like the same the same dumb apps that, that, that are available on any phone. And, and yeah, he, put Steve in, uh, in uh, <laughs> Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman, yeah. Uh, so right, you, right, okay. you can use that. So she was attempting to use that, I sending mean, it to the, the coaches to say, this is what you have on your team. You better get rid of them. So yeah. I was a cheerleader in high school, and I, I didn't do the. Um, well, we no, we traveled a bit. We, Competition. We, we did a few competitions. We weren't big into it. We were more the the school cheerleaders on the yeah. sideline. The, that the band made you jump, and the band <laughs> Steve certainly made me jump. Um, 
But we, I mean, we did not get into it like this. You put a group of girls together in any situation and it's going to get catty. But what I see now, like, this doesn't actually surprise me. Like, some of the, the these cheer bad, right? teams and these moms, they're they're out of their minds. So Caroline was in competition cheerleading for a few years. And so I went to these events and watched all this stuff go on. And, yes, there are there are cheer moms that are really serious about it and i mean you know all this spirit and everything is just it's crazy with the face painting and all this stuff by the way she was a part of a traveling cheerleading group they called the victory vipers out of doylestown so i don't yeah i don't think it was a and, school and it was affiliated a nice thing. part of bucks county yes <laughs> doylestown yeah I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, these sort of stories have been around oh, for a while. Oh, my God. I just I saw her. Look at that. This, is a, this is a mess here. What, what do they practice on her face? We don't let, need to. Yeah. Let, let me ask no, you, no, let me ask you something here. Nice Did you guys person. see that movie years ago with Holly Hunter? It's based on the true story. The Texas cheerleader mom who. I hired, remember that vaguely. What yeah, was that about? She Well, and there's a true story. Murder? She, she hired a hitman. Yeah. Attempted to hire a hitman to kill her daughter's cheerleading rival. That's right. Oh, my God. That, and there are other stories like that. That's how, you yeah. know, and this has been exploited for shows like Dance Moms and things like that. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. when it's your kid or, your, or, or, or pageants or anything like that, some of these people invest obviously everything, their own self-worth in their kid's success. And that's how you get stuff like deep fake sex tapes being sent to the uh, coach. Now, you said this woman's from Chalfont. Um, I told you guys this years ago. I, I went to Chalfont, and I felt like I was in that show, Wayward Pines. Right. People, like, ha- were looking out of their cor- the corner of their eye at me. Like, I think it's a very small town. Um, Hello, and- interloper. Are you one with the body? No, I was in, I was in like, a strip mall <laughs> area, and I walked by a store, and, and the owner of the store came out. It was, like, a secondhand shop. And he was like, oh, he was like, hello. He's like, you're not from around here. Yeah. Like, he, they knew right. immediately. I wasn't from when there. When will you be leaving? And I felt like they were they were staring at me, like they were watching me. Where is she going? What is she doing I remember here? this. Now, people contacted from the area, right, afterwards, and they said, we're actually we're very welcoming. But a couple of people also val- validated your bizarre take that you feel like you are an outworlder. An outworlder. And I, I mean... I, I'm almost positive that our former intern, Erin McGarity, I think she was from she there. She might be. Are you sure? <laughs> now, here's the deal. They might have noticed that it was you, Kathy, and they're like, and they know that you're not from around there. The only reason that, and listen, this was years ago, yeah. um, so I don't quite remember, but I, I think when we talked about it. Were you wearing I, your ass-sucking yoga pants? No, no. Oh. I think when we talked about it, other people were like, oh, yeah, it's very, like, oh. they all know each other. It's like a small town kind of feel. Everybody I've, knows each other, and if somebody, you know, from out of the town comes in, they know it. I yeah. don't think they were looking at me like, get out. But, you know, it <laughs> wow. felt a little weird. People think that's a that's a that's that's not accurate. But Preston, you know, in some of the small towns you've been in your oh, yeah. life, you can go into a place and you sure. can be like, I need to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, so going back to this, uh, she's from Chalfont. The group is based in uh, is in Doylestown, the, the cheerleading group. But All right. according to the story, um, there were no indications that her daughter knew what oh. she was doing. Okay. Now, see, what I'm curious about is the story behind this. Is it just a trying to get ahead in the, um, in the cheerleading world? world? Is there some uh, bullying that we don't know about? I don't know. I have no idea. A Either more, way, a more, a, a more close rivalry or or just um, a battle between these two. That no idea. Yeah, we don't know. I yeah. mean, either way, there's probably a better way to take care I of the situation. I would agree with that, Kathy. You don't think deep-baking sex tapes <laughs> yeah. and sending well, it to your... Yeah. How bad does it have to get 
for for the police to get involved. You know, like this isn't just like a dispute between the parents and right. and coaches and whatever. Like the police actually had to well, intervene. Let me tell you why. So the teenagers told officers that Spone sent them manipulated images and in an anonymous message said that Spone urged them to kill themselves. Oh, my God. Oh, dear God. Holy hell. So that's why they were like, okay, we're calling the cops. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, police yeah, yeah. were contacted by one of the teenage parents in July, and then two more families came forward with a similar account. They told officers that they and their coaches received text messages that depicted them naked, drinking, and smoking a vape, according to the Philly Inquirer. Now, if if she's doctoring pictures to make yeah. these underage girls look naked, if they are indeed underage, I don't know, I, I, a, then that crosses some lines as a well. Criminal act. I would imagine. I'm not really sure. Um, Kathy, by the way, somebody texted and said, lived in Chalfont for 10 years, and that's the reason we moved away. <laughs> Small town, very strange. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Um, I hid uh, uh, snuff films and child pornography in my rival's <laughs> locker so I could get on the AV squad. Wow, yeah, on the yeah. AV yeah. squad. I, I really love this. <laughs> Preston, I got to run the film strip. Yeah. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. So some of the teenagers were, quote, sent photos of themselves in bikinis with accompanying text saying the subjects were drinking at the shore. Huh. Uh, the videos were analyzed, and detectives were able to determine that they were indeed deep fakes uh, created by mapping the girls' social media po- photos and other images. Stop and think about that. So, a ra- a ra- you know, somebody, a civilian, yeah. could fake something well enough that you'd have to have practiced detectives take yeah. a look at it mm-hmm. and determine whether or not it was manipulated. Was her- That's effing scary. And But her daughter wasn't in any of these pictures, right? No, it, no, so- it was, she was taking... She was taking the other girls so that it would benefit her daughter. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. But what I'm saying is uh, maybe she was being left out of these. Like, I'm just trying to figure, why? You know, like, yeah. um, why would you do this? Yeah. You know, and what um, what compels you? I, You know, she was obviously off a rocker, you know, to do I, this sort of stuff. I, like, I feel terrible so for her. That you all have family. kids. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you, you know, you, you want to do what's best for them at a certain level. You don't lose all level of no. reason when that happens right i mean, I mean dear god I mean, no at what at what level does this bridge become one you yeah. cross and and it goes across i mean i i consider because my daughter was in uh competitive cheerleading i consider that a sport right uh and this this crosses all through all sports you, you will find crazy parents yeah mm-hmm. i'm not just talking the ones at the game screaming their heads off and no. stuff like that but no. people who are vying for their kid to get play time uh, to to get certain positions and and being on a certain squad and stuff like that and it can get <laughs> ugly sometimes. I was at the park the other day with uh, one of Jesus' friends and uh, his mom and there was another kid on the park, an older kid, and he and he threw Jesus' friend down to the ground right. and started like you know kind of punching him not in the face and the arm you know it was like on, on the border of like okay wrestling you know, and. Uh, I don't know. Well, Assaulting. The mom was like, you take your hands off my son. Like clear across the park. Yeah. And Chase and I looked at each other and we were like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and I just kind of like stood off to the side. It was like that first beautiful day. So the park was like packed. And she was like, I don't know where your parents are, but you take your hands off my son. And I was like, oh, geez. She was yelling at Jace? No, 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 no. This oh. was, there was, Jace was, was another this was Jace's friend. Yeah, yeah, it was another kid. And yeah, and it was just like. I mean, it, listen, it I would yell made... at the kid. If the kid was doing that to my son, I mean, there's a line that you can't cross, right? But if there's a kid on top of my kid pounding them, whether yeah. it's in the face or not, 
I'm jumping in. Well, Not physically, she, well, but... She certainly did. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone at the park hurt. Oh, my wow. goodness. Uh, so officers were able to execute multiple search warrants, uh, search warrants uh, that allowed them to trace the text messages uh, back to this woman's IP address and then her cell phone. So they just tracked it That's down. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, so George... How do you... So how do you, in light of this, if you're this girl, the, you know, the, the daughter... How do you have any social? How do you, you have any? I don't know. You I mean, move. Yeah, you, you have you to, right? Like, yeah, is, yeah. It's I mean, we we don't know how this is going to shake out, and obviously everything's still under investigation. We don't know what happened, but oh, still, e- that will even, forever be yeah, behind even the just kid. The, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think Casey, you're right. Got to move. Yeah, gonna have to start anew. It's like another planet. <laughs> yeah, or I mean, seriously, and, and she grow ru- beards. She ruined her kids' uh, high school life for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, look. At, well, look at. I mean, on, on a on a on a scale of like the uh, varsity uh, blues scandal, you know that. So obviously they have a, they have much more resource, so they can do a lot more. But if you're in a small town, you know, uh, oh, this, yeah. forget it. So here's a guy that the the Inquirer interviewed. His name is uh, George Rattel, and he said that uh, he believes the harassment was triggered after he and his wife told his daughter to stop hanging out with Spone's daughter due to concerns over the girl's behavior. Mm. He said, "I don't know what would push her to this point." As a dad, I was pretty upset about it. It's an image put out there of my daughter that is simply not true. Uh, so she was released on condition that she'll appear at a, uh, a preliminary hearing on March 30th. Uh, so that's coming up. Wow. How do you how do you deal with that? You know, you <laughs> I, when you show up in court, it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. You know? Deep fakes and doctored photos I mean, and all come this stuff. On. Wow. Okay. okay yeah, right. that, that world is foreign to me. Yeah. Going uh, yeah. That, that deep into, but uh, I guess, I don't know. In, in general athletics, like with T-ball or whatever this yeah. stuff. I, I, I have hobbled my son's teammates. Right, right. Yeah. But, dude, like, that's not, you know, this. No, that'll heal. Yeah, you don't have to Eventually move because your ankles heal. are broken. And also, like, I couldn't get caught. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? I wore a mask and everything. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, good for you. I'm happy <laughs> to hear that you didn't face those felony counts that you were going up against. Uh, but yeah, so I thought that was an odd story to uh, to bring you up to speed on uh, in our area, and I'm curious as to how this is going to play out. But uh, we there. shall see. We shall yep. see. Yep. Uh, let me see what else I got here for you. I have some other things. You know what? We missed a couple of uh, of things earlier from uh, the world of sports. Man, Marvin Hagler died. This is uh, this is horrifying. Yeah. I feel so bad. I always like Marvin Hagler. Me too. Casey was terrified of of him because yeah. he thought he could beat up the world. He looks so mean. You know, yeah. he had, the, like, the bald head. and yep. You were afraid he would hobble you. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I when I was a kid, I was like, he can beat up the world, and I'm afraid. And then Sugar Ray Leonard beat him, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe he can't beat yeah. up the whole uh, world. He was, uh, he was only 66. Uh, one of the great middleweights. His wife, Kay, announced his death on the, the Facebook page for Hagler's fans. Um, he fought on uh, boxing's biggest stages uh, against the biggest names. He, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, Tommy Hearns, and Roberto Duran dominated the middleweight classes uh, during the golden time for boxing in the 1980s. I remember that stuff clearly. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was he was all over the place. There, yep. Man, man, if the animals man. could... Um, <laughs> boxing, Preston, used to have so much more gravitas. So much more... It was so much more... You know, part of our existence. And it, yeah. it, isn't, it isn't really anymore. And even MMA stuff is... Is solid, but do you, do you remember when it was? Oh yeah, like huge, especially, especially Mike Tyson. You oh know, my and god, that whole thing. But... I think when people end up talking about boxing these days, they talk about boxing from the past. They don't yeah. talk about current boxing You're situations, right. you know. And and there was a special yesterday or the day before. They've been airing a few of them about um, 
Ali Frazier and the the three fights. And there was this reunion that Ali and Frazier had uh, in Philly a few years back. Um, and they they were photographed together. Ali had you know his Parkinson's had come on, so they were, yeah. he was older, but. Um, you know, it was just uh, these two legends, these two giants of the ring in, um, you know, in the same um, in the same place years after their careers had ended. Uh, heavyweights were a big thing for a while. That's yes. gone away. No, the, your, your better fights are going to be um, you yeah, know, middleweights. middleweights. Uh, because, but the, the heavyweights used to go at it, Preston. They used to go at it like yeah. the, the middleweights. And you would see some amazing, I remember, you know, this is years ago. I think we talked about this, paying tickets to go to a movie theater yeah. and watch and might I forget what it, which fight exactly it was it was an Ali fight for sure mm-hmm. and uh you were sitting there watching it like you're watching a movie Pacquiao and Mayweather were doing they 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 had a lot of spotlight on them yeah. as they well. did but yeah it's kind of fizzled now and that's, that's still years ago yeah. taking some of the steam it's out It's funny my mom is a huge fan of boxing and uh now like they're, they're, I think the world has definitely shifted their focus and attention on MMA and UFC Is she and, still working as a corner in, in, in cause she, <laughs> no she has a cut man. She, yeah she She's was a cut man, man yeah. but uh, no, but this she is wanted, Foster. Could you cut me? All right. She wanted to watch the the last McGregor yeah. fight, and I was like, "Mom, like this is this is not boxing. Like this is this is a lot like more." She's like, "I watched boxing my whole life." I was like, All right. "The problem is she can't stay awake that late." So so she ended up not watching the fight. <laughs> right. uh, I'm staying up for the main fight. Dude, those fights are too late for me, man. I know. They're ridiculous. It's, it sucks. They don't get going until you, you, pay- you have all those undercards, <laughs> and, and you're paying for the main event, and it doesn't start until like 11 o'clock. Oh, it's I've midnight, had that happen. Man, you, you, you pay pay-per-view prices yeah. for something, and you fall asleep while you're sitting on your couch because <laughs> it ends up getting on, on so late. Yeah. sucks. I remember clearly that uh, that Sugar Ray Leonard fight, and uh, I... I thought it was a draw, yeah, and uh, and they gave it to, to Leonard, which caused Marvin Hagler to retire. Yeah, he was so pissed. Yeah, uh, and in fact, at the end of it, I remember clearly he leans Sugar Ray leans into him and so and said, "You beat me." Yeah, um, and but uh, the judges said otherwise, and uh, and they gave it to Sugar Ray Leonard, and Hagler was paid nineteen million for that, and then he left, and he never fought again. Nineteen that, million after that fight. Yeah, what, what what is the what has been the highest? Oh, when Mayweather went th- that fight yeah. for McGregor. What was it again? Uh, well, God, McGregor made a hundred million or something yeah, like that. It was it was obnoxious. Uh, it made like a billion dollars. It was like a billion. Yeah, <laughs> it was something it was like, like that. A billion. <laughs> Uh, Tommy Hearns said he was uh, thinking about Hagler and their historic fight because yes. uh, they, they fought a couple times and, and Hagler beat him. Yeah. Uh, he said, his awkwardness messed me up, but I can't take anything away from him. He fought his heart out, and we put out a, we put on a great show for all time. Uh, Hagler would uh, fight only two more times, stopping John Mugabe a year later and then meeting Sugar Ray Leonard, Do you remember, that was it. To just those little distractions. I mean, yeah. because, and I've heard this mentioned more than once, that there was a, sort of an awkwardness to his fighting. Do you marry? Uh, do you remember the the uh, the fighter who used to stand there and actually read a newspaper and then punch the guy who was throwing him off? Shut up! <laughs> I don't know how Harry headline hombre. How did Hagler die? I didn't even re- I didn't even read. I don't that. know. They didn't indicate, but he was only sixty six, and they said he passed away suddenly. Aww. He had just now. There's you can take from this what you will, but he apparently had just had his second vaccine shot and and reacted poorly to it. No. So that was it. But they don't know that that's the cause. But that's right, what they, right. it was. Right, you know. Uh, yeah, it said he, he passed away unexpectedly. So that's sad news, man. Always, uh, always dug Marvin Hagler. So, um, and another, you know, we're we're in the sports uh, page right now because we are all about sports. Everyone knows that uh, Drew Brees is retired. 
Yes. So that was a big deal, big announcement. I, I mean, like Drew Brees. Yeah. Yeah, he got he got a raw deal from San Diego. Uh, he had gotten pretty... He wanted to keep the chicken. <laughs> he wanted to keep the chicken. Uh, I don't know if that's the case. But okay. No, he, he had injured himself, and... Um, you know, he ended up like they they ended up drafting actually technically drafted Eli Manning and then uh, traded him to the Giants and ended up getting Philip Rivers. So it was like the beginning of the end for Drew Brees there, and so he ended up leaving there and and had a resurgence. But so he's 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 adored, right? I mean, isn't he pretty much universally? I mean, you know, is that the case? He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a decent quarterback. He's great to the city that he played in. He's got laser vision. He's got. I don't know. If, no, I don't think he has laser vision. Does he? Have laser vision? Yeah. I mean, there's no defense that can come up against that. Yeah. No, no. Well, I mean, as far as quarterbacks are concerned. He, I mean, he's six foot, you yeah. Know, which is, you know, for me, it's a giant. But for in in the NFL, like, you know, like, but yeah. Casey, when yeah. he would use that laser vision to split the nose tackle in half, yeah. yeah. I'm that. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't care if you're facing him in the line. Yeah. You're gonna wait a second. When you use laser vision, like, does it impede your ability to see? It actually. Ooh. I don't That's know. a good question. Like if it temporarily blinds you. Yeah. If you're shooting out those lasers, are it's, you? How how do you see? It's the kind of thing, though. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, when you well, got up because you're burning everything in front of you, right? right but I mean, you got to look at what you're shooting at. Well, well, you can aim it beforehand, but once you pull the trigger, I don't know. I don't know. Fact that people have laser vision also have laser ear holes. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, oh, so, so what really sucks is when you have a lazy eye and laser vision. Oh my god, your yeah. aim is terrible. I, I killed, little... I killed, and flown. <laughs> yeah, there's a little collateral damage. Yeah. Right. What'd you do uh, to the that, dog? So. I'm sorry. I have one lazy eye. Small price to play, I guess. Or pay. Uh, pay. Uh, Breeze said, till the very end, I exhausted myself to give everything to the Saints organization. But my, my laser eyes are tired. My team in the great city of New Orleans. He said, I am not retiring from football, and I am not retiring from New Orleans. Oh. Uh, this is not going to... Uh, this is not This is not goodbye, he said. This is not going to be good. I was reading the wrong line. Oh. Uh, Megan the Stag. <laughs> And uh, the post also included a video of Breeze's four young children saying, "Our dad is finally going to retire, so he can spend more time with us." Do your uh, do your kids know what you do, and do they appreciate that? Or because I'm thinking like a Drew Breeze's kids, do they do they give a rat's ass? Do you uh, think? Or yeah, did yeah. you see after Drew Breeze lost to Tom Brady in the playoffs? Uh, the, I guess it was his oldest son yeah. was uh, having a catch with Tom Brady afterwards. Yeah, I did see that. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they'll fully appreciate it until a little bit later on in life, but they have an idea. It's funny because it took me, when I finally figured out what my dad did, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I got, you know, mm-hmm. but for the longest time, you know, it's just, and my yeah. dad was just like, you know, worked his way up to an executive and, and that's the, you know, but, but it's like when you're, when you have a, a, a legendary. Yeah. Well, the, my dad was a truck driver yeah. and he might as well been an astronaut yeah. because when I got, it to just the, blows you away. When I got to ride in the truck with him, yeah. it was like such a treat. My father took me on uh, my first plane ride ever. And we went up to Boston on a business trip and I'm like, you. This is what you, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> yeah. This is amazing. My dad was an accountant. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, wow. Uh, but your dad time. played also college football. But let me tell you, when I got, when it was, uh, you know, bring your kid to work day. Yeah. I got to play in the supply closet. <laughs> that was awesome. Okay. That's Stealing all kinds of, you know, three by five cards and uh, whatever those things are that you remove the staples with, you know, pretending like it's an alligator. Yes. That's great. Shooting rubber bands and paper clips. Yep. Did you hang it all day, or did you, had you driven yourself there? I drove myself there that day. Uh, I don't remember if we spent the whole day there or not, but going going with him to lunch in their cafeteria was pretty it's neat. Awesome. I, I enjoyed it, and it, you know, uh, it was it was cool. Uh, 
My dad just gave me a doorbell for brake lights. <laughs> Listen, I forgot about that. It's just funny when you... <laughs> I'm breaking! I'm breaking! Wait, on Friday, I picked Chase up from school, and one of the uh, teachers, you know, at Carline, they put them in, one of the teachers was like, the brake light. She's like, I, cu- I couldn't. She goes, I couldn't listen to that. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> what did your dad do for a living? Uh, my dad Installs was in a, brake lights. <laughs> my dad, well, so you guys talk about, uh, you know, yeah. what your parents did. My dad could fix anything. So, like, if anything was broken, even if it wasn't uh, quite <laughs> up to up code, code yeah. he'd fix it. My dad was an electrician. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, right. Or still is. Did he work for himself? Was he independent? Or... Yeah, always independent. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And Nick, what did your, your dad do? He was in the NFL. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Uh, no, benefits and insurance. So he worked for Mass Mutual for a really long time. Okay. And it was just as boring for a kid yeah. going to that, you know. But he had a supply closet, a fax machine. That was pretty neat. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, he had a corner office. I remember thinking that was pretty cool. He had windows. Yeah, yeah. My, my my dad was sort of <laughs> came back from the war, went to, you know, school and, and did it all that. I mean, he went in when he was 16 had to get a special signature from my grandmother and then did the whole, you know, salesman, every everything, suburbia. Uh, and then finally worked his way up to it was a telecommunications company that he ended up working for in, in uh, Texas. Um, they can't still do that, right? Get that special signature if you're under 18. To I think as long as you have a signature that's not even verified, you can do <laughs> no, anything. No, but I mean, yeah. you can't I, go I bought, in I under 18 anymore, yeah. right? right? I don't think so, no. Uh-uh. Okay. I got a nuclear submarine. <laughs> no, because that's, I mean, uh, my father-in-law, same thing. Yeah. He, he got the special signature as well, went in and lost both his legs like yeah. before he was... Even 18, I think. I think when they, they yeah, well, it's, I don't know. I That's don't a very know. good question. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, here it says uh, on this from uh, USA Gov, uh, you must be at least 17 to enlist in any branch of the active military. The oldest you can be to enlist is 31 in the Coast Guard and the Marines 28, it says here. So, yeah, I guess, I don't know, Kathy, I don't think there's any exceptions. Okay. I, I think uh, I think it'd be pretty hard to justify a 16-year-old. He really wants to. Yeah, yeah. right. He really really show him how you do it. Bang, bang, bang. See that? <laughs> he doesn't say pew. He says bang. bang he understands. Yeah. Uh, not to go off on a tangent, but I have a friend who's in the uh, cavalry, in the army, and uh, he's my age. He's maybe 45, 46, and uh, he's nearing retirement. And it's just like he's been in the uh, lifelong in the, in the army. Uh, he rose through the ranks, and um, he's about finished. And I'm like, you're not even 50. I know. You know? I, know. I had a friend who recently retired uh, he's, from the Army as well. He, he has his choice of where he can retire. What ba- he's in Germany right now, uh, so he can go anywhere in the U.S. if he wants or any base overseas. Oh, hey. it's, it's it's pretty impressive to see, you know, at this age he's able to retire. And, yeah. and that's, that's cool. Like, uh, yeah. They take care of you, too, man. They do. Oh, they do. As far as your benefits yeah. and, and your back pay and all that stuff. And he loves being a tanker. He just likes he's, – he's always been that way. He's like blowing stuff up and yeah. shooting at things. You know, he's good at it. Is he – so is he allowed to blow up things in his uh, civilian life as well? Yeah, they uh, give him yeah, a tank yeah, when yeah, he yeah. retires. A couple tanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Tank center, right? Pick, pick your tank. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. <laughs> Dude, I'm a drives, Sherman man. He drives an Abrams. Does he? he? Oh, my God. It's oh, just, wow. He's, it's cool. Yeah. He, what he yeah. does is cool. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Well, we just found out what all our dads do. I know. All the years together. <laughs> well, I had to ask. I, knew, I knew your dad was a truck driver. Marissa. We need to know Marissa's dad. Yes. He's a plumber. Marissa. Was he? Is he plum? He plums. Uh, yes. My dad was a uh, um, HVAC plumber uh, contractor guy. Okay. So pretty much I um, got sucked into sitting at L&I with him every single day. Oh, I remember every you contract- telling us that. contractor's kid knows this. Well, he would have to go pick up permits, so he would go like, hey, Marissa, want to come hang out with me for a day? And I'm like, yeah, let's go to the city. Big day. And I would just sit at 15th and JFK for an hour and a half with the four ways on, Hold locked my coffee. in the car. Yeah. Oh. 
Wow. I cracked the window and I put a bowl of water on the right. <laughs> should be good. Yeah. All right. uh, well, listen, thanks for the info. We got to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment and I have some bizarre file stories from the weekend to share with you. Our buddy uh, Nick Elmy, the chef, is on to talk about uh, his latest restaurant real quick. We'll get some info on that. A few other guests joining us, too. We'll uh, spell it all out in a moment. We'll be right back. Stream MMR wherever you are. On WMMR.com, our mobile app on your smart speaker, and at Radio.com. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre Sponsored by Natural Lawn of America. Safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. You can schedule their full-service program and get free seating every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED, Natural Lawn of America, greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. Uh, we'll start with a woman named uh, Gally Engel, claims that she has long been sexually attracted to inanimate objects, but she says she didn't know true her true passion until she fell for a German roller coaster. Oh, so she's involved oh, with a German roller coaster. Yes, uh, the French-born Engel said, you could say that I'm sexually drawn to roller coasters, but... Since I met I met the Sky Scream roller coaster, I understood what love was. Okay. She said I spend every moment dreaming of a carnal and fusional relationship with it. The forty three year old I says this roller coaster. that uh, she has been sexually attracted to objects since she was twelve. When it uh, does the loops the loop, I go all crazy. Uh, the painter and poet has had three serious romantic human relationships, but found them all to be Traumatic. At this point, could she honestly make the claim she's had any serious relationship? I don't know. She when said she's dating a roller coaster. She said, I will not philosophize on these relationships that ruined my life, but it was only suffering, physical and moral, she said. The men I dated had a lot of issues with alcohol, and it was very hard, a hard time for me. Ah. Her new beau, however, has no substance problems and makes her feel empowered to be herself. With Skyscream, she said, I feel completely confident. Skyscream? Yeah. Dating the. Dating the coaster, does, it's a roller coaster I've been looking for all my life. Does have its drawbacks, however. The couple are unable to have any sexual relationship whatsoever. And meeting up is difficult, apparently. <laughs> well, she knows where it is all the time. Yeah. But she said, life made me understand that sex was not a priority in my relationship, especially following the difficulties and trials that we encountered and not being able to see each other, she said. So what does she sit at the bottom of the first drop with her legs spread? I don't know. Add in... <laughs> Alternative to in-person dates, Engel collects objects that represent Skyscream to her, including mm. a board of Skyscream photos, an array of objects bought from the theme park, and a pillow that has the roller coaster's image printed on it, uh, which she hugs daily. Is there a, do you think there's a portion of this roller coaster where everything rattles and hits everything just so, or it's just in general? Maybe. It's a general adoration for the I, roller coaster. I think it's, I don't know. She says she's in love. It's know? more profound than just a simple tricks. Yeah, yeah. A Colorado man uh, accused of disrupting an Alaskan Airlines flight from Seattle to Denver by refusing to wear a mask and then standing up and urinating in the cabin. Faces a federal charge of interfering with a flight crew and attendance. Hey, 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 there's no need for that. That carries a maximum term of 20 years in prison and possible $250,000 fine. Uh, the FBI arrested 24-year-old Landon Greer of Canyon City after the flight landed. I'm going to uh, piss on the floor. FBI Special Agent uh, Martin Daniels said Greer appeared to be trying to sleep but swatted an attendant when she asked him to repeatedly to put on his mask. 
as required by the FAA. <laughs> a passenger later summoned attendance because Greer was urinating in his seat area. <laughs> uh, the agent said Greer told him that he had several beers and a couple of shots before boarding the flight, fell asleep on the plane, and then awoke to being yelled at by the flight attendants who told him that he was peeing. Imagine the poor bastard sitting next to this guy who's just like on a business trip, like, really? He stated he had no recollection of hitting the flight attendant and didn't know if he, if he was peeing. Uh, Greer made an initial court appearance on Thursday. He was released on $10,000 bond. In a statement, Alaska Airlines said, we will not tolerate any disturbance on board our aircraft or at any of the airports we serve. I'm flying to California to get to back together with my wife. She's a roller coaster. Mm. <laughs> uh, let's see. How about this? DNA evidence found in a mysterious disappearance and presumed death case in 1999 has been identified as that of a metal worker who had a cut-up corpse in his Portland, Oregon shed. Oh. And once again, it was this, uh, like, 23andMe type stuff. So, Oh, really? Police arrested Christopher Lovrian after a private genealogy firm, Bode Technology, so that's the group, matched his DNA to that found in the home of Mark Dribben, who had disappeared in 1999. Now, Dribben's body has never been found. And after the DNA match, police thought that it might be on Lovren's property. While searching a shed after he was taken into custody, authorities found the dismembered corpse of a different man that they had no idea. I don't think so. It was, how many people has he whacked? Well, we don't know. I, he was identified as Kenneth Griffin, a homeless man who had disappeared in February 2020. So recently, Jesus. Uh, according to or, you know, compared to the other one, I don't know. I kill so many, you lose track. Uh, Lavrian pleaded not guilty uh, in court uh, to two counts of second degree murder. Authorities say they do not believe that Lovren knew either of his victims or that they knew each other. Uh, they do not exclude the possibility that uh, Lovren had other victims. In 2019, Oregon cold case detectives inspired by the Golden State Killer case, uh, which was solved through DNA, submitted samples found in Dribben's home uh, and car for analysis, and they immediately tied the DNA to Lovren's brother's one of whom had used a private genealogy firm to trace his family tree. So what if you're the person who says, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to see who my ancestors are. And this guy's one of your uh, yeah. relatives. Uh, and it was one of his brothers. That yeah. Did it. So they found that uh, one of the Lovren brothers lived in the area in 1999. They then obtained a search warrant for Lovren's uh, DNA. Uh, and until he submitted the unknown DNA evidence for genealogical analysis, at no time were police looking at Christopher Lovren Jeez. as a suspect. So once again... It has gotten a murderer, man. Well, one of my relatives is a florist, and the other one turns people into jerky. Wow. Wow. All right, and then one last story. Uh, on the morning of February 10th, an employee of Mori Kerara, a zoo and botanical garden in Nagasaki, was checking on the park's Lar Gibbon apes and noticed one of them was cuddling her newborn baby. Huh. And it was odd. Not because Gibbons aren't affectionate parents, though, and not because the mother, a 10-year-old female named Momo, isn't known for gentle behavior. No, what made this scene strange is that Momo lives in her enclosure all by herself. The gestation period for Laura Gibbons is about seven months, and during that time, Momo hadn't had any sort of breeding session or any other activities where she shared her space with any male apes, nor had her stomach grown large enough to visibly suggest she was pregnant. Hey, uh, Danny, can you come down to the office? <laughs> We'd like to talk to you. Uh, because of that, the director of the zoo initially thought she'd misheard the report when the employee who discovered the baby told her what happened. Uh, the zoo began looking into how this could have happened, and they've got a theory. Uh, though Momo lives by herself, or did before the arrival of her mystery baby, her enclosure is part of a structure with three others connected to it. Two of the enclosures contain one male Lar Gibbon, 
each, and one of them contains uh, three. So there are metal grates in place between the enclosures to keep oh the God. animals out of physical contact with one another, but an inspection followed the birth revealed a small hole. It's a gibbon glory hole. It's exactly what it is. Roughly three centimeters in length that had been torn into one of the grates. Oh, yeah. And the zookeeper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you going to be my regular Saturday night thing, Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the zookeeper. <laughs> The zookeeper suspected that it was uh, through this opening that Momo encountered the baby's father. Steve, it was a great Wait a second. My unit fits in this. Hey, Momo! The Back z- that sweet ass up against this. The zoo is currently conducting paternity tests and <laughs> expects that one of Momo's five male neighbors will turn out to be the stealthy daddy. Do you think the other gibbons are like uh, like cats? Like, oh, I didn't do it. Right, right. I never even saw her before. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, uh, quickly, we have a guest we're going to chat with, and uh, he's got a new restaurant. and uh, Looks damn good. For once, it's close to us. Yay! Which is fantastic. And it's in a perfect spot. Yeah, it's, it's in Balakinwood, and it is called The Landing Kitchen in Balakinwood. And uh, we've had him by many times, so please welcome our friend, celebrity chef, Mr. Nick Elby. On the show. Good morning, Nick. What's going on, guys? How are you? Yo, bud, uh, we're doing good. Congratulations. A a new property, and in Balakinwood, it's right down the the street from us. And you guys just, did it just open up last week? Thursday of last week, yeah. Nice. I know that Casey and Marissa went by, and uh, they were... Very impressed, as always. Yeah, we all got, like, different stuff. Marissa got a, a delicious grilled cheese that she shared with me, and I got the burger, uh, the TLK burger, I think it's called. I did not share that with Marissa because she's a vegetarian, yeah, so right. I got I How to keep her? that all to myself, man. Did you guys split some Chi-Chi to start off with? Is uh, a, uh, is yeah. It yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't like uh, judging that uh, prison Chi-Chi contest, Nick? It still doesn't. It's not something you include on your resume these days? No, no. It's not the top line in my resume. <laughs> How many thankfully, res- thankfully, I filled it in a little bit more. <laughs> How many restaurants for you now, Nick? Uh, well, once you, this is three, okay. um, and then we're going to be opening up a fourth there, uh, hopefully in May, uh, Lark, which is going to be more of a, uh, or we're calling it Mediterranean coastal. Ooh, um, I'm down with that. Be like a, it'll be like relatively seafood focused, but we we're still going to be able to throw in some pasta, uh, some grilled meat. You know, I've been kind of pigeonholed as a French chef uh, my entire life, but I grew up cooking Italian food. So I'm okay. excited to kind of flex that a little bit. And that'll be in Bella? It'll be in the same building. Ooh. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is excellent. This is awesome because it, um, I live close to work, which is right here in Bala, and then it gives more options. But So the area down there is part of this um, big sort of refurb. Uh, Kate, I, I had not, I've not been down there in a long time. It's been years. Casey it's near the aquatic was, fitness yeah, center. Yeah. And it's always like an well, industrial area. W- yeah. w- when did the big turnaround uh, kick off? Well, there, yeah, there hasn't been a reason to go down there for quite some time. Right. Um, there's a... Uh, my one of one of my business partners, Donna Galvin, uh, kind of bought all that space about fifteen twenty years ago and has reimagined it uh, into being called Pencoid Landing. It used to be the Pencoid Ironworks, yes, um, which for a while turned into a rebar factory, and then was also a dump. Um, but Pencoid Ironworks, uh, you know, kind of produced all of the steel and iron that built the bulk of the bridges in Philadelphia. Oh. Well, dude, you, and, you're, you're like one place should be named Rebar and should be a bar, right? <laughs> rebar, yeah, right. That's a great you idea. Do like a little tiny cocktail bar somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Rebar. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, so the hotel and what else is planned for the area besides your restaurants, which we're ecstatic for? What else is coming in there? Do you know? 
Well, we're, there's going to be a, a large event space at some point. Uh, their offices are down there, and then there's also the uh, there's a giant gym down there as well. Wow! All um, right, so you get you get um, uh, water views while you're uh, eating. Yeah, we're we're right on the river. We have like six thousand square feet of outdoor space. Nice. There's a cafe downstairs, which we're going to turn into kind of like a outdoor community area. We're going to have. Um, eventually we're going to be able to, or we want to like have outdoor music. We want to have farmer's markets. Uh, we'll put outdoor games out there. I'm, I'm pushing hard for, for our bocce court right now. Um, you know, we, we want to just be part of the community. It's, uh, there's a, the Pencoid walking trails are down there. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's really a nice area. And, but to be honest, after all these sort of the stasis we've been in, you know, since last March and all this stuff to, start to reemerge with the news that we have some new things to check out is great. So, uh, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a real destination. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's part of the Pencoid walking trails as well. So, you know, all weekend we had we had a lot of people on their bikes and a lot of people with their dogs hanging out at the cafe, which was great. Uh, we have huge garage doors to keep everything light and airy and open. Um, so, you know, it's been so far so good. It's, it was really, really busy this weekend. We got a lot of people down there to check the place out. Uh, we, we just want to bring more people down to that area. What's the, what's, what's the vibe and, and the cuisine like at uh, the Landing Kitchen? So the Landing Kitchen, we want to keep it relatively healthy. I mean, we're right next to that gym. We're right on the trail. <laughs> we're outdoors. We want to make it pretty simple. Um, you know, besides the uh, burger and fried chicken, it's like, you know, grain bowls and salads, a lot of toasts. You know, we have avocado toast and a nice, nice prosciutto toast. Um, we have a really cool breakfast sandwich. We make some of our pastries in house. Like there's some bombolinis and croissants that we make in house, but then we also get stuff from uh, Crust Vegan Bakery right across the river on Maniunk as well. I knew uh, the stripper named Bumbolini. Yeah, uh, she was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, she had a peg leg, but you would she never did, know. Yeah. No, yeah. you yeah. couldn't tell. Hey, uh, so so I assume this is pretty casual dining then, Nick. Yeah, it's really casual. It's, it's counter seating. We don't have servers, so. Uh, you know, walk up, order a sandwich, get some pastry, order some really nice coffee. We're using La Colombe and another coffee company called Mod Cup, which is out of Jersey City. Nice. Excellent. Very exciting news. Yeah, especially, uh, listen, it's, you know, part of this is for us because it's so close. <laughs> it's by. so close. Yeah. Great restaurant yeah. We'd be a lot more uh, uninvested or <laughs> <laughs> if it was farther yeah. away, we'd be like, ah, that's no, so great. Nick's been good to no, us. Nick, you, you, obviously, his stuff is great. Yep. Is the well, best. I think people are, people are excited. I mean, there hasn't been really any positive restaurant news for about a year now. Yeah, um, not a lot of openings going on, so I think people are really excited, and we're really excited. I mean, it's nice to be part of a different community now as well. Yeah, um, you know, it's just it's 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 fun. It's it's good to be out of the city. No, nope. well done. Well, we'll make uh, people aware of it. So you're open. Um, it says 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Tuesday through Sunday. Yep, and then eventually, I think within a month and a half, we'll be from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. We're going to wow. turn out outside into like a little bit of a of a of a wine and beer garden vibe. Oh, I'll bring my marimbas. Man. That sounds good. Yeah, there you go. I love marimbas. Excellent. <laughs> All right, Nick. It is good to catch up with you. Good luck with the uh, the landing kitchen in uh, Balakinwood, and uh, I'll give out the exact uh, address for people to check it out. But it's good to talk to you, Nick. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. You too. All right, Nick yeah. Elmy, amazing chef. It is um, the official address is six one seven Writers Ferry Road. Bala Kinwood. When you're headed down there, it feels like you're going to go into the bowels of the earth because it's yeah. this really steep hill yeah. that takes you all the way down uh, to the river. First, you pass by the elves. Yes. And then you, yeah, yeah, the and then the, the bridge trolls. Uh, but um, no, yeah, it, it just drive towards the river yeah. and stop before you go into the river. Correct. Because yeah. it will, you'll, it lets you out right at the river. Uh, I'm going to drive down there today and take a look at that. Yeah. It's, right. it's wild. I mean, if you haven't been down there in a little while, yeah. 
uh, you know, Kathy was asking, like, all right, is it to the right? Is it to you, – you just kind of drive straight into it. Like, right. you can't, yeah. can't, you can't miss, miss it. it. Nice. All right, listen, let's take a break because uh, we've got some guests joining us. Uh, Tom Garvey, the guy who lived in the vet for three years in the late 1970s and early 80s, is going to be joining us talking about his book, The Secret Apartment Vet Stadium. Uh, and we also have uh, actor and comedian Dion Cole will be on the program in a little bit, too. So we'll come back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. In Shopplay Win Monopoly at Acme, every ticket wins an offer, a prize, or tokens for sweepstakes. It's easy to play. There's no game board. Just scan your tickets from checkout in the Shopplay Win app and see what you won. With over 230 million in prizes and money-saving offers, you could be a winner. No purchase necessary. See rules at shopplaywin.com. Hasbro is not a sponsor of this promotion. Acme, official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I have a couple of shart outs All right. to do, uh, and I'm going to start with this one, and it says, uh, Ciao, ragazzi, uh, which is hi, guys. She ah. puts in, uh, in parentheses. It's Christina, uh, no need for an H. She said, I'm from Milan, Italy, huh. and I really hope my email doesn't go directly to the spam. Every day I listen to your podcast hoping to improve my English, Ooh-oh. especially my listening skills, and I have to tell you that I simply adore you. You guys crack me up even if I am not able to catch everything you say. Uh, and your uh, voices are awesome, she says. I lived in San Francisco as an au pair uh, for 13 months from 2006 to 2007, and I fell in love with your country. I used to be good in English, but now I lost tons of vocabulary, and I almost do not remember any grammar. But thanks to you, I'm improving a little bit day by day. Uh, she said, one of my best friends lives in Philly with his wife, Krista, and his sons. And I was wondering, since uh, Saturday, March 13th is his birthday, she says, maybe you could give him a call. And she gave me his phone number uh, <laughs> to wish him a happy delay birthday, she said. Um, and his name is Stephen Ferrari. Stephen Ferrari is a cool name. Totally cool name. That's Lu- Louis Lamborghini. And she said, he is the one who talked to me about your show. Thanks in advance for reading, and please forgive my mistakes. Have a wonderful week. And that is from Chris. So we're not going to call Stephen Ferrari. We're going to give him a shard out, though. And then she, I had emailed her back, said thanks and everything, and we love hearing from people who listen from around the world. Yes. And I said, maybe we could, uh, you know, give you a call sometime and say hello, because we had uh, the guy from Scotland not that long ago who had worked with the royal family, and it was, it was kind of cool. cool to talk to him. So she got back to me right away. She's like, here's my phone number. Oh, that's awesome. Feel free to give me a call. So I gave it to now Marissa. Now, those were Italian numbers. Could you? They were Italian okay. numbers, but I could decide for them. I had a translator. All right. Uh, no, Marissa, I gave her the number. She's shaking her head. She's trying to call. We- uh, and we can't, can't call out of the country, can we? Well, yes, Kathy says I just we can. Did. Hold on, <laughs> Kathy just did. Casey or um, Rodney told her that we can make international calls now, and you did the other day, right? Yes, you just have to um, make sure you're dialing the correct country code. 
not right. our country code, theirs. Right. So um. Marissa has all those numbers. So she's trying to do it and she's uh, gesturing and I don't know, but it's not working. So maybe we'll find another way to get a hold of uh, Christina uh, sometime down the road. I'd love to talk to someone from Milan. Yeah, and she she got high... back to me. She's like, you will have to bear with me. My English is terrible. Oh my but that's gosh, awesome. Really? Yeah. Oh. Our English is terrible. But she listens to us. I love that. Uh, and then here's another one, if you don't mind. Uh, it says, long time listener here, pre-Y100, going all the way back to DRE. Uh, the reason I'm contacting you is this. I, too, had the whole prostate cancer thing going on at around the same time that Steve did. I had it removed six years ago. Uh, but recently, my PSA level started rising again, uh, which indicated a return of this horrifying jerk-off of a disease. <laughs> and I'm now in the process of radiation treatments to get rid of this thing once for all. So these uh, these days, uh, I get my car at 6.30 a.m., listen to you guys on my way to Fox Chase every day. Uh, you seriously put me in a good mood in an otherwise less than optimistic situation. I cannot imagine doing this without you guys and the whole team. It's so worthwhile to do this with you guys on the radio while on the way. So thank you. And he said, so uh, I get to Fox Chase Cancer Center at 7 a.m. And I go to the waiting room to await daily radiation treatment. After a couple of days, you get to know the other regulars there. And uh, a greeting is totally in order. Well, today I walked in and instinctively said, good morning, it. <laughs> As I walked in, no surprise that almost everyone there was laughing and knew exactly what I was talking well, about. that's cool. He said, the attitude of these cancer warriors simply amazes me. Uh, so with that in mind, can I get a shard out, that really long Tom Jones one, if at all possible, <laughs> uh, to all these wonderful and absolutely courageous fighters. Uh, love to you and the whole team. Kathy, Casey, Nick, and he says, I listen every day for the Nick Yell during the Bizarre Files into... Um, <laughs> Intro, by the way, bro, and Marissa. So that is from uh, Gino Alessi. So, yeah, we're going to do it for yeah. you, man. Here we go. Yeah. All right, Gino. Thanks for listening, man. He's going to he's gonna rock it. Yep, absolutely. He'll do great. Um, so no go on that, Marissa. Still, yeah, okay. can you call on a regular cell? I mean, would that help? Do you want to? You, I'll, I'll foot the bill if you want to try that. I don't know how we would get that on the air here, but <sighs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just, a, I'm a simple cobbler. I hell. Um, there's an interesting uh, article that uh, Steve you had sent to me uh, the other day, and it is about uh, origins of words. It's actually uh, from a book. Uh, by Ralph Keyes called uh, The Hidden History of Coined Words. This is what they call the anamame of a uh, <laughs> of a word. Anamame of a yes. word. Uh, so Keyes has uh, <laughs> written about retro language euphemisms and much more and reveals other surprising origins of common words. I love this stuff. Am I, I, am I nuts for loving this stuff? Nah, I think it's cool. I mean, I've, I have a book. I have kind of a bathroom book. Yeah. Uh, that is exactly this. Nice. And uh, it's common phrases and words. And, where do they come from? And things that you never really thought about. Where the hell did that originate? How did that originate? How did Why that, do we have months? Because, uh, yeah, exactly. Why do we have months? What's well, the we point? Do. Yeah. We've all accepted it. Weeks, all that stuff. Um, so you want to hear a couple of these? Yes, please. All right, we'll start with uh, frenemies. And some of these are older than you think they may be. I think frenemies is a perfect example, right? You think that's a current one, right? Right. You're wrong! No! <laughs> Uh, long before the much-analyzed relationship between Taylor Swift and Katy Perry became grist for page six, a famous newspaper columnist 
wrote was the first to use this now common term in print in a 1953 column. 1953, over 300 years ago. No, it wasn't that long okay. ago. But Walter Winchell uh, asked, uh, how's about calling the Russians our frenemies? Uh, despite the changed spelling, the sentiment is still the same. So that's where it came from. Our All the way back frenemies. to the 50s. So, 1953, uh, do yeah. you have any frenemies? Um, uh, I know I don't. I was thinking the, the terms of the mafia, like you know, when he says keep your friends close and your enemies, enemies closer. closer. Yeah. yeah, and I think that would probably constitute a frenemy. Uh, no, I don't have any frenemies. Yeah. You, yeah. Kathy? No, I don't have frenemies. I just hate people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I'm the way you. you do it. <laughs> I mean, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's people that, of It's course, too hard you... to run both tabs on one person. Well, no, but there are people that you dislike, and yeah. I, why would I be friends with them? I don't like them. That's By right. the way, Walter Winchell wrote that. Do you guys remember a place called Winchell's Donuts? Yes, of yeah. course. Oh. Are those still around? I don't, uh, I, I don't think so. I still, yeah, they were good. I, I, I don't. I haven't seen one in a long time. I was wondering if he was related to the great. But there was uh, Winchell's Donuts. Edward R. Murrow Jerky, which oh. I used to eat all the time. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> and Walter Cronkite Sundays. Sundays? Yeah, he loved his. They were called cream. concrete Sundays, yeah. right? I didn't know that. Concrete Sundays. All right. Uh, how about the term booty call? Yeah, booty call. You think would be a, a relatively recent? So I'll. Put... Oh no, I thought that. I think booty call is old. So, uh, Booty Call, uh, of course, you know from uh, Deuce, came out in 1993. That's the song. Uh, Deuce's Anthony uh, Cree, uh, Creo D. Darlington has said that in the mid-1980s, he and his friends used uh, payphones to call that booty, <laughs> later shortened to making booty calls. Huh. Uh, Takashi Bufford, the co-screenwriter of the 1997 movie Booty Call, said that in the early 80s, he and his pals would make what they called late-night booty calls from bar phone uh, booths. And as for the word booty, it goes back to Elizabethan era. Uh, Keys wrote when it was slang for genitalia. Booty meant genitalia. Yeah. We now assume it means butt. Ass. Yes, right. And and you know what's Piece interesting too? In in England, uh, the term fanny yeah. means a woman's privates. Huh. Yeah. So it's not a butt. Man, we could get into trouble over it's there. The front hiney. Uh, so and Fats Waller. That's company, why you have to be specific when you're over there, right, Preston? You say, "I love your genitals." Right, exactly. <laughs> Just so I think they all can yeah. agree on that. Uh, and Fats Waller co-wrote and recorded a song com- called uh, "Come On and Get" or "Come and Get It" in 1940 line, 1941 with the line, "I've got to get myself some booty." Ah, but I think "booty call" is one of the more recent ones. Yeah, okay, so by, uh, to think, and I would have thought booty actually was, was within the past 20, 30 years, but it goes back much more. Uh, Does it, it go to pirate booty by any chance? Pirate booty is, is like treasure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Not less for pirates, the biggest treasure you could get would be someone's ass. But booty, you know, the butt is a great thing. Uh, treasure is a great thing. You put them together, that booty is yeah. like a, a, you know, a prize or a, a treasure. I don't know. I remember when a friend made a booty call, a woman, and uh, it was like 97, 98, we were at a party. And uh, I, I remember it vividly because I had a crush on her, and she called <laughs> called somebody else. I was like, oh, I guess I'm going home alone tonight. Uh, yes, is this Mr. McElwain? <laughs> My father! <laughs> no, man, she... I- she left the party to go find some other dude, go get go get some ass, and uh, I was proud of her, but hurt. <laughs> I remember making booty calls, uh, and they were always drunk. It was yeah, always yeah. Drunk oh my god, call. yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, this was about one one thirty in the morning, and I guess, and I don't remember my you know my mentality of. You know, how is this going to be perceived? Are they going to... Oh, it didn't matter, know, though. It didn't matter, yeah. right? At 1 or one thirty, especially when alcohol was involved, it didn't. you didn't care. Once and... you're lubricated, it's not... It's yeah. you're, you're operating on a very primal instinct, correct? And yes. your, your hope yeah. is they are, too. Yes, and it worked yeah. a lot. Yes, it does. A lot. Hello, this is Bill West.
Justin. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if you were doing anything. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just here, and I was thinking about you. Oh. <laughs> Oh, my God. No way. Okay, so we, we might come back to this list. Uh, she's on the line. No way. Uh, from Milan, Italy. We're going to have some, yeah, some stereotypical, stereotypical <laughs> Italian music. Uh, I read the, the shard out just a moment ago from a young lady named uh, Christina from Milan, and she sent a shard out to uh, her friend, Mike Ferrari. Which is a cool name. Again, I, 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 I want to be Mike Ferrari now. So Marissa has gotten her on the line. Now, she had emailed me and said her English is very... Doesn't matter. Uh, very broken. So uh, let's welcome Christina! Yay! Hey, hey Chris- guys, How Hi. are you? Great, Christina. How are you? I'm pretty excited. Excellent. <laughs> you will, I can understand you clearly. Your English is just fine. Oh, thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Right, right now, you speak better English than anyone in this room. Seriously. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I would not beat yourself up for that. Um, Christina, uh, how, how long have you been listening to the Preston and Steve show? Uh, just only for a few months. A few months? I think, uh, yeah, I started in December, January, I think. Okay. All right. So not that long. And uh, what, what do you think so far about our program? Yeah, I just like you guys. You crack me up. Even if I don't understand anything, actually. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I like the way that Steve plays uh, with a strange thing that he does with his voice. Oh. I just love it. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Uh, Christina, how are things in Italy? I know you guys got beat up last year with the pandemic and then uh, got better. And now it's, uh, how are things these days? Yeah, it's a mess here, believe me. We, we, I can't actually go out from my house. I just go out with my dog. I just walk her three times per day, and that's it. Okay. That's uh, the only thing I can do. Okay. Wow. Are you, uh, well, tell us a little bit about you, first of all, so we can understand your situation. Are you, uh, are you single? Are you married? Do you have any kids? What do you do? Can you tell us a little bit about you? I'm single. Can you imagine? guys. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, come I'm back here. Six. Yeah, I wish I could. <laughs> hey, do you? Yeah. Are you on uh, Instagram? Can we find some pictures of you so we can see what you look like over here? Uh, yes, but I don't have a lot of pictures um, there because I don't like it a lot. But uh, yeah, Christina Brivio, Brivio, I have um, a Facebook account. I know, I'm on it right now. You oh, like, you are? Yeah, she likes dogs. Oh, it's yeah, a lot of I pictures dogs. of dogs. Okay. <laughs> oh, you like dogs? Okay, all right. So so you were working as an au pair. my obsession. <laughs> you were working as an au pair here in the States, and where was that? Yeah, I worked there like 13 months in 2006-2007. I worked for an Italian-American family. Uh, I was taking care of a 12-year-old girl. Okay. So she wasn't really a baby. But it was amazing. San Francisco was amazing. Okay. She's in San Francisco. So she's in San Francisco yeah. and she ends up listening to us. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so you're, you're trying um, to improve on, uh, on your English. So you started listening to us, yes. correct? Yes. So I mean, um, I have this uh, this friend of mine, Stephen. Hi, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, 
yes, I found him on um, on internet on um, language exchange website. Oh. So we became friends like a few years ago, I think in 2018, if I don't go wrong. And so we started to to chat. Then I went to visit him, and they hosted me actually. So is is he is he, it, really... is he single? Is he uh, a single gentleman? No, he's married. Because uh, if you married him, you could be Christina Ferrari, and that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I could be Christina Ferrari. Yes, like, uh, <laughs> <Team> Ferrari. <laughs> you say Ferrari much better yeah. than I do. Hey, Krista. Yeah. Hi, Vikin. <laughs> hi, Andrea. Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, so if, yeah. you're, if you're learning English, is that because you want to travel back here to the States again? Yeah, I love the United States. I'm uh. just in love with your country, guys. Yeah, I decided to to be an opera there and not in London because London, I really don't like it. <laughs> I don't really like the British. You don't like the British? <laughs> well, you know, we, 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 we're, it's a lot sunnier here than it is in uh, in England. So maybe that informed your decision. I'm sorry, Susan. <laughs> it's okay. This I was just saying. We, we, no, it's absolutely. It, it, here is uh, sunnier. The climate is better here in a lot of the United States. Better, more so than in oh, yeah. England. Okay. All right. So do so. Yeah. Obviously, you're in a bit of lockdown now. But when do you re, do you return? Do you plan to return to the United States? And if so, when? I would like to to come back in 2022. 2022. But I have to. Yeah, but it depends about the money because, as you know, I don't work. Yeah. Oh, you so don't because work? Because I work for a... No, because I work for a company that um, set up stands in Detroit fairs. We also do events oh. and something, meetings and something like that. Okay. And there is no chance we can do anything right now. So I'm still uh, employed, but I, I don't work. Okay. Christina, I would like to ask for a favor. Can you say in English the days of the week, please? The day of the week? Yeah, all, all of the all days of the, of the week. Okay. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Damn good! Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I knew what you were getting at. Okay. He, yeah. Yes. The Godfather. That's from The Godfather. I didn't nice. know if you've ever seen that movie, but you did it better than she did. Oh. <laughs> And by the way, because she didn't do it well, they blew her up in a car. Yeah. So you're doing very well. <laughs> you're doing well. Um, well, listen, we just thought it would be nice to to say hello. And uh, we, we had mentioned uh, that it was uh, Steve Ferrari's birthday today. Uh, so hopefully he, he no, hears that Saturday, message. actually. Oh, on sa- this past Saturday. Or, yeah. Well, it's... Yeah. It, it's- Monday here, but it's Saturday in Italy. Oh, yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. Yes, of course it is. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, listen, if you should come and visit in the United States and you visit Stephen here in Philadelphia, you will have to come by and visit us in 2022, okay? Oh, yes, sure. I will, be, I will bring Crispa with me. Ah, excellent. All right, well, thank you. Yeah, Chris, because, Christina, it was thank very you, guys. Thank nice you to so talk much. to you. Have I a great day. She sounds sweet, yeah, very sweet. Thank you, too, guys. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Love that accent. That was a pretty good connection from Milan. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of a delay, but yeah. it's nice. Yeah. And our English is damn good. Yeah. By the way, my son, whenever he calls me on the phone, he doesn't use the actual phone. He calls me with FaceTime audio, yeah. okay. and the audio is a 1,000% uh, superior than regular phone audio. 
Okay. So there's just a little tip for you guys. Now, okay. Are you, you it, when you are? Is it when you are? It ha- would have to be when you're in a set position, not traveling. Correct. Yeah, I mean, but I can also. Uh, it comes through my dash on right. you know, like I'm, when I'm if I'm driving. And you notice the audio quality is better through the FaceTime. A thousand percent. All yes. Right. And uh-huh. but instead of activating the video part of it, you can just do a FaceTime yeah. audio call. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll try that out. All right, uh, I'm going to go back to a couple more yes. word origins. Origins, yes, the animame of certain mm. words. That is correct. Uh, so, wimp. We'll go with that word. Wimp. Wimp. You'd think is has been around forever. Um, in her 1897 fairy tale collection, British children's book author Evelyn Sharp introduced a group of children who pulled pranks on each other, and uh, but broke into tears when the same was done to them, and she called them wimps, but it was spelled W Y M P S. And before long, Keyes said uh, this term, respelled wimps, was applied to all manner of feckless individuals. Okay. So they were pulling pranks on other people but didn't like getting pranks pulled on them. So they were wimps. Uh, and so they were therefore spelled wimps. Spelled differently. You couldn't, you, you can't, uh, you can dish it out, but you can't, can't take, take it. it. That's right. Uh, you know, in the Warriors, one of the Warriors uses a bunch of wimps. Yeah, like it was Ajax. His biggest insult. He's spitting blood yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Bunch of wimps. Bunch of wimps. Take that popsicle and shove it up your butt and turn you in a, or turn that, <laughs> not popsicle. Take that bat and shove it up your butt and turn you in a popsicle. Right. There you go. Uh, nylon is another word. Nylon. Uh, yeah, when DuPont first developed a new synthetic fiber, its chemical name was polyhexamethylene, uh, Edipimide. Pamide. Look how long this word is. That's it's, a, it's unbelievable. That's a bastard of a word. I Why guess, do they do that? Yeah. It's take unnecess- it down to nylon. It's yeah. unnecessary. So those on the decade-long project, which finished in 1938, used the working name Fiber 66. Yeah. Uh, the president of the company proposed Delaware for his firm's home state. They wanted to call it Delaware <laughs> Nylon, called really? Nylon Delaware. Yeah. Um, Let's call it Delaware. Another suggestion. Let's call it Spoon. Was well, there already is a spoon. Uh, Duparo, which is an acronym acronym for Dupont pulls a rabbit out of a hat. Okay, shut up. And not now they're being too cute. Yeah, before uh, they're all chemically, and now they're being too too uh, sweet. Uh, the chair of a naming committee offered no run. Because huh? nylon, they right. don't run. I guess. No run. Yeah, no run. But the fabric did run apparently. Another name, uh, Neuron. Neuron uh, Ron. Brought Moron into mind, <laughs> uh, wrote Keys. Uh, nylon was closer, or, or Nilon, N-I-L-O-N, was closer, but finally uh, could be pronounced, uh, they found that it could be pronounced in different ways, uh, but finally somebody hit on Nylon, N-Y-L-O-N. Okay. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I, they, they do tend to, uh, listen, what you end up with a name uh, is going to be, how well the the product is received. I mean, you you know that that's a big part of the marketing. Yeah. Here's an interesting one. All right, so Saran Wrap. Yes. All right, the clear. That's a name brand. Yes. Clingy stuff. Well, uh, no. So they've been. Uh, uh, so it was a Dow Chemical Company. A chemist named Jack Riley was a family man, and he named that stuff. How am I going to do a hot Carl? <laughs> how can I do a good hot Carl? It was almost called Hot Carl. Right? Yeah, yeah. I guess that is a brand name, right? Uh, they call Saran. it Cling, well, cl- uh, Glad Cling makes wrap. Cling Wrap. Okay. Right? So, so who makes Saran? I would put it over the face 
Um, so anyhow, he named it after his wife and daughter, Sarah and Anne. Oh, Saran Rap. Saran Rap. Ah. So that's where that came from. Hey, you know when I do a hot Carl? I name that stuff after you guys. <laughs> right. Daddy, we don't need to hear that. Oh, my God. So what exactly are you doing down there, Daddy? Well, it begins like this. <laughs> Uh, the term- I hate saran. I love it and hate it at I the same it. time. I would much rather use tinfoil. Because, Kathy, it always bunches up. It, it I try work. as I might. I don't know how people actually get it to work. I don't. I think uh, in my 30 years yeah. of life, um, I've never been able to get saran wrap to actually stick and cover what I'm trying to well, cover. Well, there's a couple different kinds. There's cling wrap. Yeah. And then there's another kind of wrap. Some of it, some of the wraps stick to the object that you're putting it on and others just stick to themselves. To themselves. Well, I hate and both of them. So, but but I'm going to I'm going to let you in on a secret. All right, okay. One that you need to get and it is the it is the brand from Costco. Mm-hmm. And Kathy, it's like it's big. It's like this big. It's a roller. You pull it out and then it's got this slide that comes across that cuts it. Huh. And that's all the difference in the world as opposed to that ridiculous serrated metal edge that, that always Work. Bends and you can't tear and it. And bunches right. it up no. and this cut one, your fingers. This one, you, whatever you need to wrap, you, you lay it below. That's it. Yeah, Kirkland's huh. uh, brand. And you pull it out over whatever you're wrapping, right. and then you slide this little white thing across. It cuts it and it forms perfectly. Try that, and I'll bet you come around on. So the name, okay. the name. The, okay, so it's, it's Kirkland. Jerk off. Oh, Kirkland. Really? Excuse me. No, no, the, forgive me. Kirkoff. There was a bit on the Family Guy, and sometimes on Family Guy they go way too long with the joke, but this one got me, and it was Peter just trying to peel off a piece of saran wrap. <laughs> and the bit went for four minutes, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. But it was just him <laughs> trying to peel it, and then peel it a little bit more, and then pull it, and then it not didn't stretch over the dish properly. It was uh, it was hilarious. Okay. Uh, here's another one. Uh, Bluetooth. Yes. Uh, the wireless technology we all take for granted was named for a 10th century Scandinavian king, uh, United Denmark and Norway. Uh, it was a jokey placeholder, said Keys, but the name stuck. That king was nicknamed Bluetooth for his tooth so decayed that it looked blue. That it looked blue. Actually, That's kind of cool, though. They talk about that in the second Kingsman movie. And, the, and then the when Bluetooth you a- symbol, I think, are like runes for Bluetooth or something I think like you're that. right, yeah. yeah. But imagine that it's so rotted that it actually starts to take on beautiful colors. Right. All right what's oh, a my rune? God. I'm sorry, what's a rune? Stones and uh, that that have an mar- alphabet markings on them. Okay, so is that where runic comes from, by any chance? What's runic? Okay, well, so Bob Dodge opened a new tattoo shop. Oh yes, and it's called Runic Tattoo. Oh, it probably is. Yeah, and... it's Bob Dodge. Yeah, okay, and it's Viking related. And, yeah, right. And when when I was in Sweden, we went and saw some ancient runes that were left over from Viking uh, villagers. The okay. Um All right, now this I've always wanted to know. Knickerbockers. Okay. Yeah, Knickerbockers. What's yours then? The Knicks. Okay, so right? I believe, and I, I, I read some of this list, and I didn't. I wanted to have uh, it revealed to me by you on air. Does, uh, like a Nick is a, uh, used to be a medical term, like a term for a doctor, a Nick. Uh, so uh, is there any sort of relevance to that with the phrase Knickerbockers? Don't think so. Uh, the name of the team, uh According to a uh, the Post, uh, in October of 1809, uh, issue of the New York Evening Post had a notice with the headline, Distressing. That was the headline. And it told the tale of a small elderly gentleman named Diedrich Knickerbocker, uh-huh. who disappeared from a Mulberry Street hotel, leaving his possessions and an unpaid bill behind. And that included a manuscript of the history of New York which went on to be published, it all turned out to be a hoax by Washington Irving, who wrote the farcical history book. 
uh, since the rambunctious tone affected by Dietrich Knickerbocker so successfully captured the voice of a certain type of New Yorker, Keys wrote, uh, these lively citizens became known as Knickerbockers. as Knickerbockers. And so the New York Knicks comes from that? That's where it comes Knickerbockers. from. Knickerbockers. Well, I guess so. That yeah, just like, like people. And, no. Okay, and, that's and so the New York Knicks invented Bluetooth, and, there, and now we have now full circle. circle. Uh, it's the hidden history of coined words. It's interesting uh, by Ralph Keys. Some interesting stuff, exactly. All Plus right. a woman from Milan. Uh, that too. Yeah, had her in there, Christina. All right, we got to take a break. We're going to come back in a second because we have a few guests are going to be joining us. One of them is uh, Dion Cole from Blackish. Um, and also, we're going to talk to the guy that we touched on his story last week, Tom Garvey. Yeah. The Secret Apartment Vet Stadium is a real memoir. He lived in the vet, lived there full yeah. time. Didn't visit, lived. Three, three years. He managed to do that. Uh, so we'll get his story. It's going to be cool. We'll be back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. from Dirty Honey and The Offspring. Get the scoop on Rob Zombie and the new Munsters movie. Plus, all the info on the new Queen YouTube series celebrating the band's 50th anniversary. Click contests and enter to win the new Papa Roach album, Greatest Hits Volume 2. And listen to Jackie Bam Bam all week for a Papa Roach grand prize. You know, our next guest uh, from shows like uh, Blackish, Cronish, is Netflix uh, stand-up special Cole Hearted. Uh, but he's on to talk about, I'm sure, those things as well. But uh, the fact that the South by Southwest Film Festival is on Wednesday, and uh, he's in an independent film. And it is called I'm Fine, Thanks for Asking. Please welcome Mr. Dion Cole hey! to the program. Hey, Dion. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? We're good, man. How you holding up? Ah, man, I can't complain, man. We we alive, right? We yes. Did. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's 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 enough for me. It's true. Hey, listen, <laughs> and you know you one one of the things I've actually uh done to distract myself a little bit in the past year or so and I know this ties in with you cuz you do something on Sundays. I've been listening to a lot of disco music. <laughs> uh and what I what I would do is my family and I is we'd get a um a puzzle, like you know, like a 500 or 1000 piece puzzle. And I would just, I would just let disco music roll. Something about disco, and just hanging out, doing some kind of activity like that. And we just, we're singing all the songs. I'm a fan, you know. Yeah, yeah, man. Disco is all about love, man. If you listen to the words, every song, somebody is talking about loving somebody or. Actually, heartache too. So it's, yeah. <laughs> it's about love and heartache. But Dion does Disco <laughs> Sunday Fellowship. I love, I love on this. Instagram. Yeah, this is great. So you're, you 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 do uh, you yeah. do deep dive into disco. Oh man, I go deep, 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 <laughs> deep. Talking, man. We 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 we, we go there, man. We nice. Harold uh, Harold Melvin in the Blue Note. Oh yeah. Man, we go all the way over. Yeah. No, some great some great Papa stuff. Doors. Yeah, yeah, man. So when you're a house we music, you're a house music DJ as well. When do you find time to do that? Man, yeah, I'm from Chicago, so I mean, I don't even call myself a DJ. I just play records I like. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. <laughs> that's all you need. But you know, and, I, and I've been doing it for like actually next weekend makes it one year since since I started DJing. I had equipment for like four years, yeah. but I just never did nothing with it. And and last year when the pandemic hit, I was sitting in the house bored and I looked at my equipment and I was like, let me learn how to play this. And here we are a year later. Uh, I've been playing, having an 
having uh, doing fest virtual festivals and oh, that's awesome. music yeah. and all kind of stuff. Yeah, it's been crazy. No, that's cool. Yeah. Well, we definitely want to make sure we we give uh, attention to these uh, to this movie, which looks uh, like it has sort of a very bittersweet plot to it. Explain what I'm fine uh, and thanks for asking is about because it seems like a really touching story. Yeah, man. So I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Is a movie where uh, a recent widow mother becomes uh, houseless, and she convinces her eight year old daughter that they are only camping for fun uh-huh. while she works to get them off the street. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, very touching movie. And right now with the pandemic going on, it's a lot of people. And and you know my uh, partner, director, and uh, writer. Uh, Kelly Callie, she was riding around L.A. and just noticed how many homeless mothers there were that was just out in the street. And so it, it made her compelled to, to come up with the story and come to me about it, as well as our other producers, uh, Capella Fahum and Roma Kong and Angelina Moli. And we all just got together and knocked it out, man. These four women, man, they... They they went through it, man, to make sure that this movie was made. And I came on as a producer and um, did a little. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm in the movie, and uh, yeah. yeah, man. So we just yeah, we just went from there, man. So hopefully, people like it. We had South by Southwest uh, premiering this week. Um, very first movie premiering at South by Southwest is great, and so. We uh yeah anybody can go on South by Southwest and get a ticket or you can follow us on Instagram at at Thanks for Asking Movie and uh, you can see the trailer and uh, yeah man yeah on on the surface the plot kind of reminded me a little bit of the Italian film Life is Beautiful where the the father tries to distract the son from understanding that they're in a uh, an internment camp yeah. and and the lengths that parents will go to uh, to. Um, you know, to kind of buffer their kids to not know the the horrors of of, of what real life is all about, and you try to delay that yeah. as long as you can. So, um, absolutely, absolutely, man, absolutely, just for the psyche of the kid. Yeah, you know, and just hopefully the, you know, the, that the kid uh, that you will get out before the kid even know what's going on. Yeah, you know? so right. I mean, you, to get it. You got You got to do that. So, so obviously, it's good to see the you know your your coworkers from from Blackish. Um, you know, uh, expanding out and doing this uh, for the show itself, Blackish um, and Grownish, uh, and all the other issues. Uh, are, are are you guys in production, or wh- where do we stand now with where Blackish is? So we just finished production on our seventh season. We just finished um, last week, and so we're just down right now uh, in our hiatus right now. Uh, we're just hanging out. Um, we got the uh, Image Awards coming up, and we are nominated and very happy for that. So, uh, yeah, we just that's it, man. We're just hanging out right now. Blackish is a unique show, and it's it 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 takes on all sorts of topics, but does it in a way that I think everyone can digest and approach. You know, and then and, and it's it's a hard thing to do, but you guys pull it off. Man, we try to. Man, we take these topics and situations, and we try to shed light on them. In a comedic way, and that even goes with grownish as far as like you know college and kids coming yeah. up there and stress that they have. Uh, we we try to take that same approach. You know, we take topics and we try to make light of it. 
You know, though, I, I, you have the character. Like, if someone would say, "What character would you want to play on Blackish?" It's your character, Charlie, because he's he's the guy. <laughs> you, you know, you have the comedic money shots all the time, and, <laughs> and you know, there's just there's just enough of of like a sociopath in your character, but you love him. <laughs> Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. man, he's a, he's a, he's a crazy. That character is a crazy guy, man. I actually wasn't even supposed to be on the show. I went oh. over there to write. Because I was a, I was a writer for Conan O'Brien for like yeah. eight years, and then I uh, left the show and went over there to write. And the guy that was supposed to play that character, he wasn't able to make it. And they was like, "Well, since you're going to be writing for that character, why don't you play it? Uh, can you play it one time?" And I was like, "Yeah." And that one time, <laughs> seven, seven seasons. No, they're, they're not stupid. They knew they had something. So uh, I just wanted to ask you quickly, you were part of pop culture history. You were part of the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. And uh, yeah. do, you, do you still look back at that point in time? And, and just does your head spin trying to figure out what the hell happened? Man, I, every now and then, man, I sit back and be like, wow, that was amazing, man. Just that whole run. Because when I got with Conan, we were, I was, that's when he had just moved to L.A. and took over the Tonight Show, and I came over there with him. And when they when they kicked us off, and they gave him like forty five million yeah. for him to leave and not be on television no more, and I'm sitting up going, "What is going on?" <laughs> and then we ended up touring. We ended up touring because he wasn't able to be on TV or radio for for uh, seven months. That we 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 ended up going on the road, and we went on like a. 38 city tour, man. It just hit it. And I remember when the tour was over with, I just sat at home like, okay, what was that? I was, I was, yeah. I was at home. I was at home trying to order chicken fingers from my house. <laughs> <laughs> Memories, right? I, I was so used to being in hotel rooms. Like, <laughs> That's funny. Trying to order some chicken fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, all... it was a whirlwind, man. It was a whirlwind, man. You know, being with that legend, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, I still rock with him, man. Definitely. Good, excellent. Well, listen, we wish you luck with everything. Uh, the the premiere of, at South by Southwest. I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Is on Wednesday. You can get passes at sxsw.com. Uh, good luck with everything, man. Dion, it's good to talk to you. Man, thank you, guys, man, so much, man. Stay in touch, man. All right, guys. we will. Dion Cole, yeah. guys. See you later. He's a nice guy. Man. He is. I like that. Funny guy. Um, we have a, another guest that we're going to jump to right away. Yes. Uh, we chatted briefly about uh, this guy's story last week uh, when we heard word that this uh, book was coming out. It's called The Secret Apartment, Vet Stadium, a surreal surreal memoir. Uh, it's available on Amazon at the Barnes & Noble Rittenhouse Square. You can get it at Urban Jungle in South Philly. But this gentleman lived at Veterans Stadium inside. Yeah. 1979 to 1981, there's all kinds of stories about parties with the players' wives and stuff like that. And just, I, I got to know how he got away with it and, all this time. And whether or not he signed a movie deal on this. Yes. Because this story has to be told. All right. Please welcome Philadelphia's own Tom Garvey. Yay! Good morning, Tom. Good morning. How are you doing? We're doing great, man. Hey, uh, this story is is wild. Um, and so so you've been sitting on this for a long time because... That was back in the late 70s, early 80s, and you just recently decided to put pen to paper and get this out to the masses? Um, yes. Uh, I was working on another book, Many Buku Magics, about Vietnam and living with the mountain people, the Montagnards. 
Okay. And that took me 47 years. And then when the pandemic started, I started putting things on Facebook, short stories uh, to friends just to cheer them up because we didn't know what we were getting involved in and everybody was locked down. And uh, it turned into a book. I didn't mean to write a book, but it turned into a book. Oh, that's First off, you're, you're, I mean, obviously, you're, you, were, you were special forces in Vietnam. Is that correct? Yeah, in the Army, I was an airborne ranger in special forces. All right, and, so uh, that, that's, that, place. that story alone. Is enough. I mean, and then you go on to this thing. Yeah, but that's the one that doesn't make it, I everybody know. stand up and pay attention. It's the vet thing that's crazy, <laughs> and, and that's but that but it's such a mind boggler. So basically, and obviously, you have the book coming out. There's there was an article in the Inquirer, and they did the vetting. They they talked to a couple of people, you know, because obviously the vet's been destroyed, and there's you 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 swore that. You, nobody was allowed to take pictures or, or get the word out because that was your home for a couple of years. So I was afraid of that. I was really afraid of pictures. right. So, so, but you have a number of people who are validating it, and the inquirer said they did the they did the checking and the, the vetting, and and uh, it all seems to be true. So, so explain. You just had a couple of sequences that fell into place that made you look at this unused concession stand and say, "I could live here." Explain what led to that. Um, I credit Mike McNally with this. I actually didn't think of it. I was storing furniture for one of the Philadelphia Eagles who didn't want to sign a lease just before they went to camp in Westchester one year. He was uncomfortable about a new coach that had been hired by Dick Vermeil, and he, he, he wasn't sure of his chance of making the team no matter how well he did. He was right. Uh, we stored his furniture, and he did get cut, and he left town quickly, and he left everything behind. And, you know, when the Pope came to town, I was supposed to have a couple of days off. There weren't many days that I had off in a year. But I was heading down the shore, and the, the city announced that for the for the for the Pope's visit, the vet stadium parking lots would be open at four o'clock in the morning. I had nobody to work; it wasn't scheduled. All the guys working in my parking lot were either high school kids, uh, and they had school at that time, and also or the the supervisors all had regular jobs. So at the last minute, they canceled school. But uh, I, that was at the last minute. And I put together a skeleton crew from J.C. Dobbs, and uh, <laughs> I couldn't trust these guys. I, I, I loved them, but I couldn't trust them to show up at 4 o'clock in the morning right. so yeah. with their clothes on. So uh, I had a sleepover at the vet. It was Seamus's idea, the bouncer Dobbs. And, and so it was really pretty cool, but I was also nervous about that. Uh, so we were sleeping in this storage area. And on some of the furniture in there, and Mike McNally said in the dark, he said, you know, if you just cleaned up this room and rearranged the stuff in here, this would be the coolest apartment in the world. And I thought, damn. So I did, and I, I never moved out. But yeah, that was, okay. that was from the 2nd of October, 1979, the night before the Pope came to town, to the last days of 1981. <laughs> Tom, what was, what was your, your, your living situation at that time? Well, uh, I had been evicted from a house in Chester, an old uh, Victorian house right up the campus at Widener, where I'd gone to school. It was a great place to live, and it was it was the rent was good. But somebody bought the house, and under the guise of saying they were going to fix it all up, really what they did was they got everybody out of the house that lived there because we didn't have leases, and they just hacked up the house, and you know, and and jacked up the rents. That's yeah. what they were really doing. So I didn't have a place to stay, and I was at home for a couple of days. All my stuff was in my mom's garage, and uh, I was working at the vet. And then 
it just didn't occur to me. I mean, it's right in front of me, but it just didn't occur to me. And but, so, but fine. so 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 you 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 move in, and uh, I love the the actually I think it was the, uh, the the reporter for the Inquirer, you know, basically said you're the fans of the opera of except it's not the opera, it's the vet. You're living there, and and because of the fact that your uncles, uh, you know, ran the concessions and ran some concessions in the parking lot, and you you had keys, so you were. Your idea was be seen around a lot, so that it just always seemed to be. Oh yeah, he's he 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 has a reason to be here, correct? Yeah, it's the idea of hiding in plain sight. It was so obvious and it was so absurd that people just, as people today are going, this can't be real. Uh, back then, it was like this can't be real. So people just said, nah, it cannot be. <laughs> and, and 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 so I didn't get the kind of scrutiny you might have gotten otherwise. But it was it was just too absurd. Okay, well, Tom, let me let me ask this: if you if you're seen going in and out all the time, eventually somebody's going to put two and two together. Did you did you time things out to where it would be where you could you know ride under the the radar a little bit, or were you just coming and going as you pleased? Coming and going as I please. I had my own door. It was it was an obscure door. It was over by gate D, under gate D on the ground level, right. and and uh, I could come and go as I please. That's... I would sometimes come in and out of security, just kind of just to you know give the dog a bone, you know give the the security dog sure dog bones and pet its head and say hi to the guys or you know come by with a pizza something like that but yeah i could i had my own door and nobody knew i was coming and going so a description uh from one of your buddies who was uh, who was in the uh who actually saw the setup said that you had a bed a sink a fridge well stocked with beer a stereo coffee maker hot plate seating for guests and your carpet was some leftover astro turf no it was new astro turf new astro <laughs> <laughs> It was it was new. It was beautiful. I mean, they had redone the vet, uh, you know, uh, that year, uh, that summer, I think, and uh, it was brand new. They had rolls of it downstairs. I could get all I wanted. It was beautiful. <laughs> That's great. Who, who all knew? How many people knew what was going on? I'll bet uh, this is. I'll bet there were at least five hundred people knew about it, <laughs> or, or oh more, or pro- probably more. But but they'll come out of the woodwork. Any anybody up the uh, up the tree as far as seniority goes that 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 knew and just let it go? Uh, I don't know what kind of tree you want, but uh, <laughs> uh, like Jerry Sizemore knew about oh, oh uh, you know either... Sizemore Bradley ball players yeah okay but but management wasn't aware of uh, no okay. management wasn't aware okay and. and uh, there were some city workers that knew it and could kind of wink and all, but but uh, about it. But they, yeah, they were they they knew I was benign. I mean, you know, I wasn't, you know, and yeah. we were friends, so yeah, they weren't going to rat I, me out. I also think, uh, honestly, Tom, that that's it's a product of the time because obviously with the hypersecurity and all the stuff we're going through now, I don't think they would people just go ah that that let that be. But you had. So, you know, um, encounters with Tug McGraw and Dick Vermeil and Julia Serving and all these people. Uh, and, and and apparently the word is there would be occasional halftime parties in your apartment. What? Who they was got the- out of hand. Yeah, that got out of hand quickly because <laughs> friends, friends would bring friends and, and, you know, they bring their girlfriends. And then I realized it was getting outside of my control. You know, yeah, it was it was getting too big. So I shut that down. Wow. Did you ever have to, I mean, did it become difficult to try and kick people out of your quote unquote home <laughs> if they were getting out of hand? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, had the, he, had, he had the military training, right? Yeah. I wasn't sure yeah. because they could just turn around and say, really? You're, you're trying to kick yeah, me out. Yeah, I'll have you kicked out. Right. You know? right. 
there's ways of doing things. Okay, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Who was? Um, tell us about some of these celebrity encounters and and how those uh, went. Well, I mean, some of the ball players. The Eagles were mostly my, my friends were mostly on the Eagles. I knew a couple of Phillies, but not just to see, you know. And then I knew Tug later on as a drinking buddy. But uh, no, uh, um, oh. Sizemore, Bradley, uh, Ozzy, you know, Keith Crepley, their 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 wives would come by after the games because it was convenient. Uh, their option was to go out in the parking lot and wait for their husbands to come out after an hour, you know, in the locker room. So they could come up there and sit down. We could put some music on, and they could have a cup of tea or coffee or something like that, or so you, you, drink if you, they wanted. You're having all these these uh, these hot um, you know sports wives coming down and hanging with you. Uh, you know that that's pretty wild. But now you you had to have encountered over the course of your time there uh, some MMR uh, DJs. Do you know anybody from this station who was there hanging out or that you encountered? No, no, yeah. No. Uh, I knew Anita back at that time because she was dating one of the Eagles, but uh, no. Okay, all, all right. right. Tell us about, um, you know, what you would do in the evening when no one was around. Would you kind of have the, the run of the place from time to time? Did you, have a, did you, did you um, mind venturing out and about? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. The, the greatest thing, you'll appreciate, anybody who's ever at the vet will understand, up on the 600, I used to rollerblade all around the building, and I'd roller skate, rather. Yeah. Uh, I had Terry Totolo, a Samoan linebacker, loaned me his, he was from L, he was from Long Beach. He loaned me a, a world-class pair of roller skates. Mm-hmm. And then we had the same size foot. So during the season, I had those. And I would roller skate the six and 700 level. Wow. You could actually, back there in the late 70s, you could roller skate, and it was a hassle. If you at the top of the 700 level, you could go all the way around the vet. Okay, it, it, it was flat up there, right. and and you could roller skate. Later, they built stuff up there, like you know, super boxes and stuff like that. But back then, you could roller skate around there, and to roller skate the 600 level of the vet, it's about a half mile loop, and to see the city of Philadelphia <laughs> in a 360 degree panorama uh-huh. uh, from the heights of a roughly a 10 story building. So you're looking all across the buildings of South Philly, the the, the bridges, the you know the airports, refineries, uh, University City. It was great. It was, have... it was it was it's God. I missed that. <laughs> did sure. you uh, <laughs> did you ever encounter any any trespassers late in the evening? Um... Uh, just Dick Vermeil. We scared <laughs> each other to death. I, mean, I came down the ramp. Uh, and I was really on a roar that night. And uh, I came around into the lower levels of the vet and headed for the elevator. And as I'm approaching it, and I didn't think anybody was in the building but security over by Gate B by the Phillies entrance, uh, suddenly the door started open and they couldn't be operating on their own. And in the last nanosecond, it was like, what? And then the door opened and I went in there too fast. And Ramil was in there. He was probably coming down from his office. Had to be – had be in football season he was probably going down to the locker room to switch over some films he was looking at and he was standing there with a whole stack of film canisters and it was so rude of me but i flew into the elevator hit the back door and i was hurt i hit it so hard the back wall of the elevator film cans went everywhere oh my god i think we both screamed and then (laughs) some for some reason the door closed again and we started back up together and we're looking at each other like, you know, and we're stunned. And we got to the fourth floor. The doors opened up. And I think I might have said something like, sorry, coach, or good night, coach, and skated out. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. That was it. collides with him on skates. Huh? You what? collided with him on skates. You no, ride I, up didn't and... hit, 
I didn't hit him. I hit the back hit wall. The wall. Oh, all right. Yeah, hit the back wall, and my feet came out from under me, and I grabbed the <laughs> bar there and, like, was hanging on to that. And, and I remember being in a lot of pain at that moment. And he was in his own level of pain because of this idiot on skate, you know. And uh, the door closed, and we, we had to ride together up, you know. And we're just looking at each other like yeah. two guys were ready to, you know, it's like, it's like catching a snake or something like that. I mean, it was it was it was surreal. surreal. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, that's surreal. So and then you know, just sorry, coach. And then you leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I would see him around the building once in a while, and I'd see him looking at me like, like, is was that the guy? Or you know, because you know, I don't think you could. I don't know. It was, yeah. It was nuts. Um, if you're just tuning in, it's uh, Tom Garvey. We're speaking to the Secret Department Vet Stadium, a surreal memoir, which is available now. And he lived in the vet uh, for three years. So, Tom, arguably one of the most exciting time periods in this <laughs> city's history was 1980, the World Series. Oh, yeah. So you're in the middle of all that. What was that like? It was great. I, I had uh, I could sneak my friends in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I was very popular with J.C. Dobbs back then. <laughs> so how would you do this? You'd just use the same methodology that, like, uh, it's clear I'm supposed to be here and then just get them through that same door that led into your apartment? Yeah, once they got inside the stadium, they could wander around. Most of my friends, usually after, once a game started, my, my duties in the lot were wrapped up. I would go up by uh, right on the uh, right above first base at the top of the 300 level. That's where they used to stand. And, and, you know, they'd gather up there. And you'd go up there and it'd be like, you know, a dozen guys standing around with beers watching the game. And I'd just join them. Wow. And you, you mentioned, you know, wrapping up with your, your duty and lots. What was the outrageous uh, parking price uh, back in the day? Huh. It was all of $2. It, it was a dollar when I started. <laughs> and then it went up to $2. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's about right. Like 30 bucks to go park, <laughs> man. Hey, people went nuts. When, when, <laughs> when it they raised it? $2. Yeah. And we crazy. Yeah, of course, of course. It's, it's amazing. So let me ask you, I asked in the introduction, has anyone approached you for uh, movie rights to this? Uh, yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah. There's interest, as they say. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Did it, did it get really cold um, in the winter months? No, no. It, it, I had heaters in there. I had I had like an artificial fireplace, which didn't put out any heat. <laughs> oh <my laughs> artificial God. fireplace. Yeah, it was yeah, it didn't put out heat. But I had some space heaters, and there were pipes in there that had to be on all year round. You know, for different reasons. So there was some. There might have been some heat from them. I don't know if there was. I just know it wasn't cold. Wow. And in the summer, it was not. It wasn't air conditioned, but because of where it was under the 300 level seats. I mean, so it didn't get really hot. I'm guessing this is a no, Tom, but are there any photos of this space that no, exists? No. No, I was deaf on that. I knew I knew that photos could, uh, you know, photos were proof. And people might say, people might tell a story about it, you know, if they were there and they saw it. But, but it might not get legs, but a photo would. Yeah, right. no. And, and, and so that's, you, you figured that that figured prominently into... You not being discovered for the years you were there. I was I was fortunate. I was lucky. I hid in plain sight. I mean, I I was ubiquitous. I I one on something I'm keying on just lately is when I talk to people about this, the the the, the people that can't believe it, and I I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have believed it, but the people that can't back when it was happening, people couldn't believe it. <laughs> That's right. 
Yeah, so, it hasn't changed. It, yeah, it, they just kind of they write it off like, nah, you just can't. No, nah, it's impossible. <sighs> All right, so why did you decide to uh, to move out? I, I didn't have any choice. Uh, there was a contract for the parking, and that expired. It went up to competitive bid, and uh, the company I worked for, they were outbid, uh, underbid uh, by someone else. And uh, we couldn't even believe that somebody would want to do it for that price. And uh, so they lost their contract at the end of uh, 1981. The contract was a 10-year, 1971 to 81. Tom, where did life take you after that? Where did you start working and where did you move to and all the rest? I didn't work. I was kidnapped. I was taken to, I was taken, this is going to sound strange, but it's, it's, it's semi-true. Really. Yeah. yeah, well, uh, yeah, it's true. Uh, Bill, Billy Bradley came back to town to pick up some furniture he had stored, and we were drinking down at Waltz Crabs on, on 2 Street, and Mike Stodzinski was with us, and we're sitting there at the bar, and Billy says, you ought to come back to Texas with me tomorrow, and I'm going down in the morning. I said, I can't. I was giving him all kinds of lame excuses, and finally he said, enough. He said, I'll be outside your house at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. When I beep the horn, if you don't come out in the truck, I'm coming and I'm going to drag you out. You're going to Texas. So I said, you're going to kid me, kidnap me and take me to Texas. He goes, yeah. He says, you'll have the time of your life. And I did. And I came back. Uh, that was the 16th of February, 1982. Uh-huh. And, yeah. And I came back uh, just before Christmas to see my family. And then did you move back? Yeah, I, I moved back. I stayed. Okay. I stayed back. A lot of things happened that year, and and uh, I was I didn't know it, but I was on track to meet the girl of my dreams that summer, and my whole life changed for the better. Yeah, I mean, anybody that likes me or cares about me was happy with what happened next because she's been a godsend. What does she think about your time in the vet? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I think she thinks back like what a chance she must have taken on me that she didn't know what she was dealing with. <laughs> right, she didn't know right. what she was getting yeah, into. I mean, you've lived like four or five different lives all in one life. It's it's pretty amazing. Well, this one right now is pretty cool. I'll tell you that. This is fun. All right. Well, yeah, you're, you're... Stuff. And thanks for having me on. I oh, really... you kidding Our me? Pleasure. Listen, I, what kind of interest has been, uh, you know, uh, put on you about this? Because, I mean, this is one of those little stories That'll that'll expand outside of Philadelphia, even if people, you know, just hearing it. Somebody lived in a stadium uh, for it, three it, years. This has gone viral. I, I mean, yeah. I think that's the term. It's gone viral. And it's, uh, you know, like uh, I called an Army buddy out in Sacramento the other day, and he was saying he was driving home from the gym, and he heard me on NPR or something like that. <laughs> on NPR. I heard yeah. you were you were a trivia question uh, for wait wait don't tell me over the weekend. The, the that's, an- that's what he, that's what he heard. Yeah, so, so they ask uh, they'll, they'll ask a question and then uh, the answer will be Tom Garvey, Preston Elliott, Steve Morrison, and you have to guess who the right answer is. And Tom oh. Garvey was the right answer. It, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, a quick question: You obviously you live there, but uh, of all the stadiums that have been in this area and that currently are, Ooh. which one holds the most? Which one do you do you obviously you have a connection to the vet, but which one do you think is the best? Uh, they're all good. Uh, the the multi sports stadium was an I, a great idea when we thought about it back in the sixties, but it wasn't good for either sport. Yeah, it it, it it was convenient, but it didn't lend itself. So when they built Camden Yards and things like that, then you started seeing these thirty five thousand stadiums where you could really be you know in the game. Yeah, uh, it took off. So there are some. You know the, the, the Lincoln, you know all that. They're they're great stadiums. They're yeah, great. but 
but but they they're not circular stadiums where you can skate all the way around. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you get that three quarter mile loop. <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you that was glorious. Wow, wow, <laughs> Tom, it's a hell of a story, man. I'm glad that that uh, Thanks, that I'm glad that people believe you. Yeah, and that you fortunately you have people that can back you up on this. And and I really like. She was saying, I want to see this be a movie. I could see yeah. this being kind of a comedy. Uh, feel good thing, uh, but but I, I I think you got a movie on your hands in this story, Tom. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of other stories in the book, and and I can never pick my favorite one, but yeah. but, but a lot of ha- lots of things happen. And when I was putting this together last spring and summer, like I was amazed at the things I was thinking about, and as I kept putting them down, I mean I left stuff out. I mean I I would never have finished it if I, you know, uh, kept. Well, that's the, that's the second book, or the the extra features on the Blu-ray of the movie. So there you go. No, the the next one it's going to be a trilogy. The next one is also a surreal memoir, and it's going to be the long ago girl, and that's about something unbelievable that did happen to me when I came back and met the girl in my dreams. All right, all right. Well, you want to you want to tease us with what that story might be, or are you holding on to that? No, nah, I'm going to hold on to it. Okay. <laughs> all right, I got you. It's all good, Tom. Uh, well, listen, congratulations on the success and going viral, sir. And uh, oh. I, I love this story. So it was nice to meet you, Tom. Guys, thank you. I'm very grateful. Thanks. Anytime. I really appreciate it. You Be bet. well. Tom Garvey, yeah. guys. I love that guy. That's the great. Secret Apartment, Vet Stadium, A Surreal Memoir. And that is on sale now. You can clearly tell the highlight of these decades. I mean, besides finding the, the perfect woman. Roller skating around. Yeah, he loved it. Yeah, dude. Okay, yeah. So I went roller skating yesterday. Mm-hmm. I injured myself. Oh, oh man. no! I didn't. I didn't fall. I don't fall. Uh, no, I have <laughs> fallen before. I fell in front of. No, Casey there's no video proof of that person. But uh, but I think uh, so. My knee is killing me today, and I didn't realize it. I woke up. I'm like, man, why the hell is my knee hurt so bad? And I was limping around. And I'm like, oh, you dumbass! You went skating yesterday. And uh, I think I was boogieing too hard. Oh, really? Oh, I right? was boogieing too hard because I like to. Uh, was it a like boogie? What they call uh, shuffle skate. Ooh! And so I was doing a little bit of that, and uh, was really enjoying myself. But actually, I went. I went both ice skating and roller skating this weekend. What? Which was cool. Caroline Wait. and I did both. Where'd nice. you go ice skating? We went to Hatfield Ice, and then we went to uh, Inline 309 uh, to go roller skating. I wonder, so I can't ice skate uh, anymore. Just it, it hurts my feet. I got, I got bum feet. But I wonder if my feet would be yep. okay in a pair of roller skates. Because I liked roller skating. Um, I, they might be. Roller uh, skates now you, never you... bothered me. Ice skates always bothered me, okay, but they just bother me more now. You, you have pernicious foot issues. Yeah. So, um, Plantar fasciitis, right? But they're definitely more comfortable yeah. uh, than, than ice skates, I think. And they're resting on, you know, quads, right? So, you know, with ice skates, you know, I, I don't I don't know what it is about ice skates, but they just bother me so bad. But I, yeah. You need something a little bit more comfortable? Yeah, there's nowhere in Delco to skate anymore now that the CNN Skate Palace is uh, closed. Skate There's no up. skating rinks in Delco? Wait, no. uh, is that ice or, or roller? Roller. No. Really? Yeah, because we have a few different ice rinks in Delco. So you got uh, Springfield, uh, the Skadium, and then the Ice Works in, in Aston. Yeah. But, uh, what about you, outdoors out, for, for roller skating? Uh, yeah, you know what? Actually, there's a roller blading, uh, I'm sorry, a roller hockey rink near my house. Skate parks can allow for it, too. I started last year a little bit. Yeah. and um, Roller skates or Roller blades? skating. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not very good at it. My girlfriend is, is very good at it. But um, it's fun. Um, but I found, Preston, maybe you would agree, like the, the, the weight, uh, the uh, how you put your weight on your feet when you're roller skating is different than when you're ice skating. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's less, uh, I, I think it's less 
stressful think, on your on your feet. Anything yes. you can do that can set in motion a pernicious injury that follows you all the days of your life is <laughs> yeah. well worth it. Sure, go yeah. for it. You know, it's great. So you hurt yourself just randomly roller skating yesterday. But, like, Steve, you know. When you go bowling and you've bowled like three games, oh and my god! You wake up the next day and, and your quad on your and your planning foot hurts. It's like, what the f? I know, I know. <laughs> and I had all I, like I the last time I did it, I had all the stuff, the brace, the thing. Ah, look at me! And yeah. I'm like I was like Quasimodo by yeah. lunch the next and you, day. You work out like every I work out every day, day right? yeah. but you're just not. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the way I use my. You're doing the oh, motions yeah, yeah, yeah. that you're not normally doing, and yeah. uh, and you can. You put pads on when you when you roller skating stuff. Oh no no no! Oh really? What kind of pads do you use during that time of the month? Um, oh, I use yeah. uh, double maxi triple. Double maxi. Uh, I don't mini. care. Yeah. I will put a helmet on. I, oh, I, hell yeah. I don't care. I, I fall incessantly, yeah. so I feel like I have to. No, I'm pretty confident. I've been I've been skating since I was a kid, and I'm. I'm, you know, not sitting here, you know, no. bragging, but I'm, uh, but I'm good at it. Gary Busey doesn't use a helmet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, today this is cool. March fifteenth. I was just uh, brought, or was just made aware of this. It's just been aware. Hers yeah. is celebrating their seventy fifth year as a family owned oh! hometown. Hey. Company. They just started following me on Twitter, and I was wondering <laughs> yeah. why. Hers yeah. did, really. Hers did, yeah. Hers. Hope hers follows me because they're they're in my blood. They yeah. probably do. Oops, hers Foods Incorporated uh, at her at her foods. H e r r. Yeah, oh. they started following me as well. I think just they wanted to celebrate <laughs> properly. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a second. What was that? What was no, that uh, sound? Okay. Okay. I, I think it's. Uh, all right. Well, let's just play it. Office. I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> Hers. Yeah, it's and not this as good was, as this. Those Happy birthday to you. I was so drunk. Happy birthday to you. Oh God. Happy birthday, dear Oh God, turn it off. I was so drunk that after I went happy birthday to you, I forgot how the rest of the song went. Oh, my God. I forgot how the rest of happy birthday went. Oh, my God. Yes. So I auditioned for a play one time at the media theater. and my Death of a Salesman? No. uh, It was Aladdin. But uh, my audition was so poor. You know, normally when you audition, they give you a song and you sing that song. Well, you showed up with your own song. And so I showed up with a song that I thought I was going to crush. And... Apparently, it was just way out of my range. And they were like, and they were so nice and gracious. And they're like, well, why don't you uh, sing happy birthday for us? And so I did that. And I was like, the whole time I was like, it's so embarrassed because I'm like, you're just doing this to make me feel just better to play about my you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's her birthday. Oh, yes. Yeah. 75 years old. Uh, they are the nation's largest privately owned snack company. Ooh. I didn't know that. The I entire have- country. I have her stuff in my house all the time. I'm mm. a massive fan of the one pound bag of the or the the, the big <laughs> sucker of the uh, the the pretzels uh, all the time. And then of course the cheese balls, cheese balls, the yeah. cheese balls. Uh, so they're the largest uh, privately owned snack company, and they're based out of Chester County. Yeah, three hundred varieties of tasty snacks. Why cheese don't balls. you see? Uh, Seventy five mm. years. That's cool, man. Yeah. So, yeah, no, no, uh, 16 years ago, uh, Chuck D'Amico and his wife uh, purposely induced Leanne so that uh, their daughter, Charlie, would be born on hers' birthday. Isn't that great? That's awesome. So she'd take that sort of medical risk. Yeah. 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 (laughs) 
They uh, she turned sixteen today, but they did it just specifically. That's when you know you love a particular yeah. food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you risk uh, losing your child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like hers is turning fifty nine <laughs> today. Yeah, but it's, it's an important birthday for yeah, hers. But if we win, <laughs> right, right, yeah. So Charlie's sixteen. She's sixteen today. Wow. Well, this yeah. that'll be the first driver in Chuck's family. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that, man. Uh, so happy birthday to uh, to hers. We love well. you, hers. Yeah, we do. You know I do. Hey, uh, you know I do. <laughs> I, I thought this was uh, kind of an interesting story, and we've touched on a few sports things today. We we're talking about uh, obviously, uh, you know, the guy uh, Tom living at the vet and all yeah. that. And we, we, you know, Drew Brees is is uh, retiring, and Marvin then we, Hagler. We Marvin Hagler. So I figured I'd do another interesting sports story. So Joe Buck. Uh, who we had on, uh, I think it was last year. Yeah, won a lot of people over. And he was great. He was a really nice guy, and and you love or you hate him. Yeah. Um, And a lot of people came around after he came on our our show. Um, But uh, I saw this. He was talking with uh, Colin Coward, um, and Buck had mentioned that one of his strategies for building rapport in the booth when he's doing games included sharing a few cocktails, a few drinks. Um, and that's a common practice for getting to know anyone, but Buck was actually doing it during the game. So he said, I'll say this. We have had, we, we have had that glass of bourbon in the booth. He said, um, although it's not bourbon, it's tequila, splash of Grand Marnier and grapefruit juice. That actually sounds pretty good. He said, I went through a couple of years where in the first inning of every postseason baseball game, I had the runner go and get the biggest beer the stadium sold. And I had it sitting there, and I would sip it from time to time to remind myself to relax and have fun. I'm just doing a game. He said, and I brought that over to football because Troy is a man of finer tastes. Beer somehow became tequila, Grand Marnier, and grapefruit juice. And we had done it. uh, We haven't done it in a long time now, but it was a good stretch, and I feel like it's a good mental trigger uh, to just chill and remind yourself that you're not refueling an F-16 in mid-flight. You're doing a sporting event. And you treat it like any other that you're doing yourself. Uh, if you're treating it like anything else, you're doing uh, a disservice. So just yourself. a little way to remind himself to have fun. Yeah. Like uh, transatlantic commercial pilots do. <laughs> so I had an interesting story to piggyback onto that. Right. During a, the reason I bring it up is his dad, Jack Buck, uh, called the games in St. Louis. He was a longtime St. Louis Cardinals play-by-play guy. He was like, the, he was like Harry Callis. He was the most trusted man in the city, like Harry was your most endearing right. uh, person. Legendary. And so his his co-host was a guy named Mike Shannon, who was a former player for the Cardinals. And so he did he did color. And a friend of mine who was in the broadcasting industry um, did some work with the Cardinals organization. And he said he was in the booth with those guys. And he swears <laughs> to God he saw this happen. So Mike would just pound regularly during the games. Wow. We'd just go ahead and drink away. Yeah. And he said they're in the middle of an inning, and it's not going anywhere. The game's moving slow. It's baseball. He said Mike is sitting there at the booth. He takes the cup of beer that's empty now. He reaches oh underneath God. the desk, unzips his pants, oh, and just man. takes a oh piss right in the cup. <sighs> wow. Oh, wow. Well, you got to go. <sighs> That, that listen, if you're if you have a time crunch, that that used to be uh, Dan Rather's trick. Oh, stop during the it! News. Stop uh, excuse it! Excuse me for a second. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, uh, and this <laughs> this was in the time that that Tom at the vet who yeah. we had on earlier. Yeah. It's you did that, you know. I yeah, mean, it was, sure. It was the type of thing. It was it was looser. It was a little bit. There weren't different. as many bathrooms. Mm-hmm. You and had if, to do what you had to do. And if you drank on the job, <laughs> no big deal. I mean, Harry would. 
tip him back during the game as well. Would he? I would oh, imagine, yeah. right? He, he ended up uh, uh, being, I believe, sober for the last uh, portion of his life. But uh, he he struggled with alcohol for a stretch. But, you know, it was a different era. You know, you, the Flyers, um, you know, and the, those Broad Street Bullies guys, after games, after practice, whatever, they would oh. they would go to Rexy's and they just would tear it up. Absolutely. And there was no social media to call them out. You know, like it was just... They were just dudes who who like to drink, who happen to be professional athletes. Yeah, right. think about the amount of people now that can rat on you if they see you out and about. Exactly, oh, yeah. uh, they, that wasn't the case before. Yeah. No, yeah, no, it was it was actually kind of romantic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that you were doing these uh, these kind of crazy antics and so on. If, yeah, you, you were actually, if not encouraged, it was um, it was it was a okay. Yeah. It was definitely it was yeah. part and parcel. All right. Uh, anyhow, I thought I would uh, share that story. Listen, we need to take a break, but should I do this now we or when we that. come back? All yeah, right, come back. A little bit of an announcement to make when we get back. Uh, so we'll we'll break. We'll return with the bizarre file, and uh, don't forget we have a five hundred dollars cash prize to give away for the word of the week prize this week. Don't miss the letter at the end of the show. We'll be right back. Metallica perform live for the 35th anniversary of Master of Puppets and vote for the best song on the album. Plus, listen to the Preston and Steve Show's chat with Neil deGrasse Tyson, coolest astrophysicist alive. Click contests to show off your unusual talent. It could win you 500 bucks. And check out Game of Talents, a new series where two teams must figure out the hidden talents of mystery performers, premiering Wednesday, March 10th, right after The Masked Singer on Fox 29. Hey, I want to mention this uh, real quick. I got an email actually from a couple of different people about uh, the school that's doing something, Magnolia Public School in mm-hmm. southern New Jersey. Uh, they turned a good idea to help a local food pantry, which we always want to support. Love that. Uh, into a full-blown March Madness competition. Um, and in two weeks, uh, Stacey Augustine tells me our school has collected over 1,100 cereal boxes for the Unforgotten Haven in Blackwood, New Jersey. Uh, the students are enjoying the competition, including challenges uh, for most cereal boxes collected, highest attendance rates, and completion of academic challenges. And, of course, it's uh, for a great cause. And uh, on Monday, today, uh, at noon, they're going to set up a domino line uh, throughout the halls of the school with the 1,100 cereal boxes that they collected. That's pretty cool. And they're going to do, you know, they're going to do the falling dominoes thing with it. Uh, And uh, she said this will allow our students and staff to see just how many boxes we've been able to collect while having some fun cheering on the line as it goes down. So that was from uh, Stacy, who is a social worker uh, with the school. So thank you for reaching out. That's cool. The students are doing that. Yeah, sure. I threw in a shirt just with element. The students are doing that. I love hearing that. All right. Um, we're going to do the Bizarre File, and we're going to do it right now. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. And it's brought to you by your local Confidence Plus Service Center. Car in need of service? Find your location at myconfidenceplus.com. A judge gave a suspended sentence to an Iowa City man who used a recording device hidden in a pen to film an employee while she pumped breast milk. Ooh. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. So, Robert. You should drink it like we did. Robert Charles Carlson was sentenced after he pleaded guilty to nine counts of invasion of privacy. He was uh, sentenced to six years in prison. Oh, man. Uh, but the sentence was suspended. Now, prosecutors say he filmed Jessica Clark pumping breast milk at work in a conference room 
22 times. 22 times. <laughs> right? 22 times. I thought maybe it was one time. No. 22 times. Yes. That's like that's like a feature movie. Uh, Carlson was... With an intermission. A Clark was uh, Clark's boss at the architecture firm Carlson Design Team. So he was... He was filming the boss. So was she in there? She'd like go into or the no? Room? Sorry, it was the other way around. He's the boss. Okay. She was. She was. Uh, yeah. Who's okay. the boss? Yeah. Uh, Angela, let me film you. <laughs> uh, he must uh, serve two years of supervised release and register as a sex offender. But a pig as well. Yep. A FedEx driver in Northern California is being recognized for his heroic actions after he jumped into a freezing river to save a woman who crashed her car. Brandon Alt said that he was just getting started on his delivery route on Monday when he noticed the car in front of him weaving. The vehicle then went off the road and into Truckee River. Authorities say that the woman driving the car was <laughs> was on the phone singing happy birthday to a relative, mm-hmm. so she wasn't paying full attention to the road, and she ended up in the river. Alt pulled over. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. And saw her car. <laughs> Halfway submerged in the river. Listen, this seems like a courageous act, but he made a commitment to get those packages there overnight. He jumped in the icy water and pulled the woman back to dry land. Authorities say without alt, it's unclear how long the one the woman would have been trapped in her car. You remember all the rules, so you, the little suggestions. If someone falls into the ice, you don't go in after them. You crawl out on the sturdy ice. And uh, all those little things that help. Well, I don't know if there was ice or not, but she she went into the room. Uh, I just so. assume there was. Yeah. Not unless she was like in Miami. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know where was that? Yeah, the Truckee Rivers uh, by Tahoe. I, I went. Oh, okay. Whitewater rafting on the on the Truckee, and you, you get a Tahoe in Miami. No, 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 the Lake uh, Tahoe, oh. and you get a, uh, a T-shirt afterwards that says, "Really, I went, I went trucking on the Truckee." <laughs> it's at a a freezing river, so yeah. there you go. Well, that yeah. me. I guess I'm on everything. A uh, Michigan man is a strong contender for one of the worst virtual traffic court appearances as he showed up to court for his suspended license from the driver's seat of a car. Oh, my God. Yes. So a couple of weeks ago, a plastic surgeon decided to appear in traffic court from the operating room. You remember that one? Well, video comes now from Michigan 3B District Court Judge Jeffrey Middleton's YouTube court stream, and he's not happy. The exchange... Starts with the judge telling the suspended driver to remove his hat. The defendant that was uh, was being sentenced after pleading to having no insurance and driving with a suspended license. I'm Ju- sorry, Your Honor. Judge Middleton got straight to the point, mentioning the man's long list of unpaid fines. However, he was least impressed with the driver appearing in court from a driver's seat. He said, "The one I'm struggling with is the driving suspended. I believe you drove wherever you are in the vehicle you're in." And you're dumb enough to go on video with you sitting in the driver's seat of a vehicle. Makes me think you haven't gotten the message, the judge said. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, if that wasn't bad enough, the judge asked the prosecuting attorney for her thoughts. She revealed that in addition to driving while suspended, uh, the car he was driving, a 2004 Taurus, was hauling four adults, three children, one inf- one child, an infant, and wasn't secured. In addition to... I was supposed to go get drugs? Uh, in addition to the uh, definitely overloaded car, he was speeding 70 miles, 75 miles an hour down a country road. Uh, the attorney finished by asking for some sort of jail time for the individual. Judge Middleton gave the driver a chance to explain himself. Uh, the man told the judge that he was sitting in his boss's vehicle and that he didn't drive there. He said he didn't want to appear in court while at someone's house. And he said his boss picks him up and takes him to work. Uh, ultimately, his jail sentence ended up being a payment plan 
plus a weekend in jail. So the judge well. bought that story? Uh, I, I guess know. so, right? I don't know. An unusual sight unfolded Friday as police chased a woman on a stolen forklift. Officers say the bizarre pursuit ended after a bystander just reached in and grabbed the keys from the construction vehicle. Probably walking alongside of it. An officer spotted the woman on the forklift Friday morning as he was about to address it and try to figure out what's going on. A citizen flagged him down reporting the same thing and thinking that is probably stolen. Cameras were rolling as police ordered the forklift driver to pull over and a low-speed chase ensued when she refused to stop. Uh, She made a U-turn at a stoplight before pulling into the Ross parking lot where a bystander just reached in and grabbed the keys from the forklift's ignition and stopped it. And it's not like a big forklift. It's one of those smaller ones you'd see in a smaller warehouse. Uh, Police were searching for the owner of the forklift. No word yet if the woman is facing charges. One last story. Uh, we will go with this one. When an Albanian gentleman was robbing someone in Germany in 2012, he was tempted by some sausage that belonged to the victim. Helped, helped himself to a bite. Foolishly, the 30-year-old burglar left the rest of the wiener behind. Nine years later, nine years later, his DNA has been matched to said sausage. Where are the sausages? And uh, the mystery case has now been Jeez. solved. Yeah. Nine years later. Officers said in a statement the DNA pattern did not produce a direct hit at the time, but the automatic comparisons with international databases led to a link later on. I just can't let this case go. Uh, the connection somewhere he's out there was made after French police took a DNA sample from a man involved in a violent crime that matched the burglary sample, alerting investigators. This sausage case is eating you alive. However, the statute of limitations on the burglary has expired, meaning the suspect oh. is unlikely to be extradited to Germany. Well, that seems like well spent time then. But he was arrested for something else. It just happened to to pop up. So oh. police said that the suspect remains free. <laughs> And that is what I have for you in our bizarre file for now. Uh, Casey wants me to mention this. So we ran uh, this online contest last week in conjunction with the show uh, Game of Talents on Fox. Yeah. And we asked for photo submissions of your unusual talents. And so voting started on Thursday. It wrapped up last night of people voting for who they thought had the best unusual talent. And we have a winner to it. Oh, very excited about this. I wasn't quite sure it was even going on. All right, I'm going to mispronounce her name. But our winner of $500. Whoa. Wendy Pesci from Quakertown. Wendy Pesci. It's either Pesci or Pesky. P-E-S-C-E. Let's go with Pesci. Uh, And you can check out the all-new episode of Game of Talents, a show where two teams must figure out the hidden talents of mystery performers. And it airs Wednesday right after The Masked Singer, and that is on Fox 29. So congratulations, Wendy, of Quakertown. 500 bucks, not too bad. We have another $500 opportunity for you, and it's our Word of the Week prize. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll also give some other stuff away with our lesson question. We'll do trash and music news, all that stuff, before we even get to the letter of the day. So stay put. More to come. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Monday is the day that we gather and we're glad that you are on board, my friend. We have a few things to go. A few things to get to, I should say, before the uh, day wraps up. 
Uh, the Oscar nominations came in. Yeah. Let me give you a couple of them. Yeah, why not? I mean, listen, we, we, I know we'll hit them more um, comprehensively tomorrow. I'll just give you the movies. Let, let me ask you something before you even go into it. Yeah. Is, 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 I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Yeah, just cut to the chase. I haven't seen hardly any movies. I mean, that's yeah. why. When I don't have a vested interest in it, when I haven't seen three or four of the movies, and I'm like, damn. Hey, yeah, and it's also just that's a different year. thing. They're all available. They're all streaming. And I, I don't know how, how that's going to make this one go over, but go ahead. Well, I was reading through the list, and I was wondering, I, I, I was trying to think to myself, what was the last movie I saw in the theater? And I came up with it, and it's... What uh, was it? It was Call of the Wild with Harrison oh. Ford, which wasn't awful, but it's not an Oscar-nominated movie. Right. But um, since, you know, I think that was... Oh. <laughs> I think that was February last Look-oh! year. I haven't seen any of them since. I certainly haven't seen any of the Best Picture nominees. Nick, um, I can't remember the last yeah. movie I saw in a yeah, I saw can, Onward. Can, can you guys? Okay. Yeah. Actually, I saw one recently. I told you guys I went to oh, you Monty, did? Yeah, Monty yeah, Python, yeah, 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 so, yeah. but it was a private event right. yeah. they, the uh, for a movie right, that came out in 1975. Right. I haven't seen yeah. current movies. Is that up for any awards? In the movie theater. No, it no. is not, but I will tell you what it is. For Best Picture, and this is all we'll touch on, and then we'll yeah. break down the rest of it uh, tomorrow, but uh, The Father. That's with Anthony Hopkins. Correct. Yes. He's having a dementia. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. That did well at the Golden Globes. Mank. Okay. Which um, is Mankiewicz. about uh, 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 Mankiewicz, who wrote the screenplay for Citizen for Kane. Citizen Kane, yep. Uh, Minari. Right, who's a jeweler. Right. <laughs> no, that's... That's Minari. No, that's uh, actually... That's, we, 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 we played the audio of that eight-year-old, uh, yeah. the, the one who won the award crime. I believe uh, Stephen Yeo is in it uh, from The Walking Dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, so that's that's the movie with that's the kid the that was crying? That's the movie that was crying. Okay. He won the award. So it's supposed to be a beautiful uh, film. Nomadland. I heard great it. things about that. I watched Murphy it. Saw. I watched it with uh, Frances McDormand. And she was over? She is. No, she's in the movie. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. She's the star of the movie. I, I enjoyed it. It's kind of a depepressing movie. And, what it, I heard. and it's very, very slow paced. And right. what's interesting, though, is is a majority of the people in the movie are Martians. Are, are not actors. Really? Yeah. Just real people. They're real okay, people, I, real nomads. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, when uh, I, I saw the trailer for it, I thought it was a documentary that she hosted because of that case. All right, so there's one guy. Well, that's an interesting approach. There's one guy in particular where Francis is sharing a story with him. He thought this story actually had happened to her, but it, it was a it was made up, okay. you know, for her character or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So we're looking for a slow, depressing story. Yeah. Uh, that's the one to go to, Nomadland. Huh. How about, and then Murph said the same thing. So yeah, it's a bit heavy. Uh, promising young woman. Oh, is that that's not the one where she protect where she, she gets that drunk? is it? Yes, is absolutely. It? Preston, I have had my button my my button my finger on the play button three or four times. I do want to watch this movie, but I have a feeling I need to be in the right frame of mind for it. Right? Is everything that's nominated available on some sort of yes. streaming service? Yeah. Yes, everything, okay. everything. But some of those you have to pay top dollar for, though, right? Listen. Like, I mean, with you, the, you, you, you know, you play with the bull, you're going to get the horns. Well, listen, I was uh, Ryan the Last Dragon. I wanted to watch it, and uh, and I go on to Disney yeah. Plus. It's like, it's $35. 35. Oh, wait, I didn't know wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. So it's not, it's not a included in your Disney Plus? No. Uh, same oh. thing with Mulan. When that came out, like, yeah. you had to pay extra. Yeah, how about... Uh, so I bought it because I, I justified it with the whole family was going to watch it. I'm like, look, if you were going to a movie theater, we'd pay more than that. Is that one screening? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you no, own it. You own oh, you right. own it. Because right. otherwise, you could suck at Disney. No, yeah. no, no. It's it's ours for good now. Well, we watched uh, yesterday instead, so I'm glad we saved that money. Okay, uh, but but Ryan, last track, we enjoyed it. Good right. movie. Good. I want to see it. Uh, Sound of Metal. I watched that. Press. I think you might enjoy oh, the, it. The the drummer with uh, that's going deaf. He goes right? deaf. Yeah, Riz Ahmed. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, and then the last one is uh, Trial of the Chicago 7. Okay. That's so, the only one that I saw. So those I, are the best I, pictures. I, I, not only have I not seen them, but I don't even know what any of them are about. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, it's funny what I end up, I end up watching um, some, you know, like I want to, like I, I end up doing a lot of nostalgic movie viewing. Yeah. And that's that's what I end up, uh, you know, spending. Yeah. I'll go and I end up giving, uh, like I watch Once Upon a Time, and uh, not that that's that old, you know, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again. Yeah. And uh, stuff that I, I'm, I'm, I'm assured I'm going to enjoy. If this so promising. I, yo- I feel less, a little less dabbly these days. The promising young woman. that uh, If that's on Netflix, I'll watch that. Well, Nick Murphy said it was very, it was true. He just sent a message over. He says, really? Uh, trippy, but he really enjoyed it. Okay. Might, might be, uh, well, I mean, it's available on uh, Apple TV, Prime Video. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. I got right. it. I got yeah, one, one of those. <laughs> one of I'm the same way. Oh, this, this weekend, Preston, so I'm there and I'm like, I had every confidence I had CBS All Access. And I'm like, well, of course, I just got to put in my thing for... I'm like well, Paramount. Wait, 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 why is this not working? What? What? I, th- I had this thing says my here's my information. What's going on? <laughs> so I'm sure I am now on my 11th purchase of Paramount oh, Plus geez. and our CBS All Access. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. What, I, I'm going to need to hire a private detective at yeah. some point well, and so, figure out what shows are on what. Yeah. Well, and I, so I did something similar. I wanted to watch um, Your Honor, and right. uh, and don't tell me I had other ways to watch it. The way I figured it out was to purchase a month subscription to. I guess it was, I think it was CBS, CBS whatever it was, but it was through my Comcast, not through my smart TV. So then when I went, I got it for a month, I finished your honor. And then I was like, well, now how do I cancel it? Where do I go on my TV to cancel this? Or or can I not? It's like the Hotel California. I I don't know. Kathy, you can you, you can log on, but you can never log off. Kathy, I, I I'm, I, my wife is uh, she sends me these these um, things that I'm getting charged for every month, and I have no idea. Is she saying like, what is this? What is this? And, and there's one. I mean, dude, it's like sixty three bucks a month. I your guess. I cannot find it anywhere. I, I'm you should be lucky. My, I'm, I just recently canceled my dwarf porn account. <laughs> She looks at what is this, Sarah Clayton? Uh, <laughs> I already told her what that was. We didn't have to go live with that one. Oh, uh, uh, Marissa. 63 dollars Is that a real story? Marissa. I'd only OnlyFans. What do you want? What do you want? I was curious. Santa's got to go. Santa's got to go. What was it like? What do you want from me? Is it, it just, oh, okay. oh, no, it's not bad. It's amazing. Marissa. No, I just want to tell you, Kathy, it's really easy. If you go to the Xfinity website or the app, it is super easy really? to cancel anything. Uh, so, uh, wait, um, the app or what did you say? The app or just <laughs> the Xfinity.com. Okay. Right, but see, really here's easy. the problem. Really? I'm, I'm sure sorry. We're having, we're having I know. A... <laughs> Let me, hold, you guys do your right, thing. Listen, Let me talk to Marissa. Uh, there is a mime show going on here that makes... <laughs> really? Like, really? Yes. Okay. Really? Why are you saying sh- it's on the internet? Other people know. It's not on the web. You know, well, anyway. Well, I don't uh, think you can live in PA and see it, though, right? Yeah. We're talking about the Oscars still. That is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Forget Demone. Marceau, Marceau. That was beautiful, guys. Yeah. Did we uh, get that uh, on video, by the way, yeah. Murph? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Nope. I'm tired Marissa. of the I'm caught in a windstorm stuff. Marissa, yeah. we'll catch up later. Okay, sounds good. All right. Uh, no, it's just we. Uh, they, were, right. they were giving critical uh, mime reviews of the uh, OnlyFans page. Of Sarah Clayton. Yeah. All right, we're going to do uh, the lesson question, uh, and we are going to give away today. <laughs> yep. Wow. A home. That was the most fun I had all morning. <laughs> a home run package uh, for all that rage. A new rage room uh, at the Bates Motel Escape Room facility in Westchester. The question I have for you this morning is: What is John Rambo's new job? Two one five two six three WMMR. You know. 
What is John Rambo's new job? If you heard it earlier, heard it earlier this morning around 7 a.m., we want to hear from you. 215-263-WMMR. Let's do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by Royal Farms Real Fresh. I can write wow. that off now, can't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talked about it. Royal Farms, real fresh, real fast. Start each morning with a hot, fresh cup of Royal Farms coffee. It's made one cup at a time from the finest coffee beans in the world and freshly ground just seconds before serving. What's up, Steve? That's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez telling TMZ they have not split up, though they are working through some issues. Apparently, Lopez is not thrilled that once A-Rod got off the steroids, he deflated like a Christmas lawn ornament. (laughs) Really bummed her out. John Hamm, get this, celebrating his 50th birthday with his 30-year-old girlfriend, Ana Osceolo, at a trendy L.A. cafe. And until reporters, quote, just like his name, John is quite a ham, and just like his name, he has a hog in his pants. (laughs) And finally, Chris Harrison will not be hosting the next season of The Bachelor after the backlash from some controversial statements he made a few weeks ago. ABC has left the door open for Harrison's possible re- return, saying he is worse than Hitler. Now, that doesn't sound like he... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like they've actually closed the door on Chris right. Harrison, and that's your uh, Hollywood track. All right, thank you, Steve. So to the phones we go, what is John Rambo's new job? 215 263 WMMR. We'll go to Damien, see if we can get the answer. Yo, Damien, good morning. Good morning. All right, Damien, what is John Rambo's new job? Couples therapist. Yes, marriage counselor, couples therapist, you got it. Hang on, Damien. We are going to give you a home run package for all that rage. The new rage room located at the Bates Motel escape room facility in Westchester, PA. Your package includes a... 15-minute session with over 20 breakable items. Safety equipment is included and COVID-19 protocols are in place. Visit allthatrage.com to book your visit and for complete details. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> Brought to you by Horizon Services, uh, 21 point AC tune up for just $59 at horizonservices.com. This Dan! A cheerleading uh-uh. days making a debut? Uh-uh. This Dan, me, us, jump! It's a, it's a gift now. Is it? Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. Get so out of here. Yeah, oh, so that's on, great. On the President oh, Steve Show, on our Twitter we account. All keep us live. Pip Alley got us pumped the bed. Make us jump. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> Me and Vera Sadlock. We had her on the air the one time. Yeah. 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 She was a sweet girl. Uh, Taylor Momsen, she's a sweet girl, says that uh, collaborations are overdone. Let's collab. The Pretty Reckless Singer said, I didn't go into this record with the intention of featuring anyone. I never do. That's not how I think, and that's not how I write songs. Said collaborations, I think, especially now in today's paradigm, can be very overdone. Uh, they can be used more so as like a marketing tool more than like an actual artist collaboration. And that's something that I don't personally love by any means. For me, the songs come first. That's the core of it. That's the whole thing. The song dictates where it should go and who should be a part of it. She's right. And who can elevate the song to the highest level possible. Speaking of, course, of marketing tools. <laughs> I know. I saw it. There's a picture of her completely naked 
shot from the back with the uh, this pretty le- reckless uh, logo on the back of her, and it's sexy, big time. Momsen recently collaborated with Tom Morello on And So I Went for the band's latest album, Death by Rock and Roll, by the way. Imagine Dragons have released two new songs, Follow You and Cutthroat, and each has an accompanying lyric video. Uh, This is the band's first new music since their 2018 album, Origins. Follow You was written by vocalist Dan Reynolds during a turning point in his marriage. According to the release, he was on his way to sign divorce papers when he received a text from his wife so full of clarity that it shook him to his core. Wow. The couple postponed their split for the next week and ultimately forever. They got it back together. What did that note say? I don't know. Pick up milk on the way home. It's a pretty great story, though. That is amazing. Uh, I love to hear about stuff like that where you have to break and you can bring it back. Yep. Uh, Cutthroat is an anthem about killing the critic inside of you. Imagine Dragons recorded the song with producer Rick Rubin at his Shangri-La studios. How does it feel when she doesn't acknowledge your feeling? (laughs) John Rambo, marriage counselor. (laughs) Which she doesn't acknowledge your feelings. That's got to hurt. It's got to hurt. It makes you feel invisible. Yeah. (laughs) You ever see Avatar? Yeah. The Navi say, I see you. Okay. You need to be all right. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? I'd like to send you to a specialist, Matt Cowper. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, hang on. All right. Oh, all right. All right. So, Corn. Uh, Corn? Yes, Corn, the band. Oh. We'll play a worldwide live stream concert on April 24th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. The event called Corn Monumental will stream live at Stranger Things, the drive into experience which is located at the Skylight Row in downtown Los Angeles and have been serving as a recreation of the scenes and places from Netflix hit series uh, Stranger Things. Ooh, that sounds very cool. Yeah. Uh, Korn will debut several tracks from their latest album, uh, The Nothing, as well as several fan favorites and deep cuts. Uh, Frontman Jonathan Davis said... (laughs) He seems very conflicted. i got to do that again. I love the Adam Sandler in there. That's beautiful. I love it, man. It's beautiful. (laughs) Frontman Jonathan Davis said, we hope that you take part in this experience with us. And though it's not the same as performing live with you here, we still want to bring you some of the great music and a fun show. Play it again. Okay, one more time. Here we go. Uh, when does the new season of Stranger Things debut? Mm, don't know. Mm, I am very excited. I it's this year. I mean, uh, yeah, it is this year, but it's later than we would think, right? I, I don't it was, want um, it to be later. This I don't year. want it to be later. Either. By the way, Casey, the Adam Sandler cuts in there. Is that all from one scene? Yeah, that's from the. He's yelling gibberish at Eric. Uh, because they're at the a dinner table, and Eric starts making faces at him uh-huh. uh, behind everybody's back. <laughs> and Billy hates Eric. So then he starts yelling gibberish at him. And what did you just say? Was that well, part of one it? of the... He, it's like he's given a spell on him, and he's like, Ah, God, oh, Caladice. Caladice. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have the entire, that entire... The entire incantation? Yeah. All right. Uh, just give me a second, though. Should I move on to something else and tell them? No, let's just uh, sing for a second together. Just tap on the console. Uh, no, but were you looking something up, Nick? Uh, the Stranger Things date? Stranger Things is not coming to Netflix until later this year. 
Wow. Just later this year? Well, it says, no, it was going to be March, and then it got pushed back. Oh. I don't like that. Make it not that. Here's the whole clip. Please, Billy, please, no gibberish tonight, please, I beg you. Sorry, Daddy. I beg you. I have an important announcement to make. Nice talking to you, Billy. <laughs> there it is. I'd love to see the script for that. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. How is that written? You're yeah. going to say Caladice. Yeah. <laughs> Disturbed has canceled the Sickness 20th anniversary tour. Sickness. That's right. Yes. <laughs> the tour was originally scheduled for 2020, but was pushed back to 2021 due to COVID-19. Hi, this is Matt Cowper with some disturbing news from Disturbed. Uh, Sickness tour has been canceled. In a statement, the band said, uh, we, like all of you, were very much looking forward to rocking out together again after, sweet. after a year's delay. Uh, we waited to see if we could play the shows, and by now we had hoped that there would be more clarity and clear direction as to how this make this possible. But it's not going to be possible. He said, we want to thank all our fans. <laughs> For your wonderful support, and we look forward to the time when we can all be together. Uh, there are some concerts, though, that I, I am seeing them populate the calendar, um, you know, projected dates and stuff like that. You speaking, know, talk- of, speaking of the uh, sickness, yeah. um, get down with the sickness. I posted a video on my Twitter account uh, from Fox 29 several years ago when we worked at Y100. It was Steve was probably right when we started our show together. Sure, yeah. And uh, they did a feature on Y100 because it was one of the Fun, most fun places to work, according to Philadelphia Magazine. Matt Cowper is in that. He is. And, oh, really? Oh, and he looks like a kid. Oh, wow. He looks like a child. If you want to see it, it's on my it's on my Twitter my account. Hurts. Um, and there's you, uh, Marilyn's in it. Me, Casey, Steve. Uh, uh, some there, there was a gal that that uh, unfortunately passed away several years ago. Sue S. Yeah, in there. yeah, and Sue was great. Patty Dwyer, you remember her? Patty case? Dwyer, salesperson. Yeah. Uh, she's in it. Adam Potts, her old. Overnight guy. Wow. And, yeah, Brett Hamilton and uh, Leanne Curtis and all that stuff. So if you take a look at my Twitter account, you'll be able to watch it. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, John Galetti. <laughs> John. Uh, John Vaughn. John Vaughn. Yes. Our buddy who did uh, weekends at the station as well. And I have dreams did a turn of in overnights, too. You still have dreams of that place? Yes. Yeah. All the time. Ah, uh, I missed it. Yep. All right, and then one last piece of music news. Uh, Joe Jonas may be creating his own record label. Wakatoohoo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Records. A former tweet <laughs> from the former Jonas Brothers singer showed the logo for the Let's Get It Records and said, been working on something with my family at Republic Records. Can't wait to share more. So his own label, that's big. Hasn't yeah. um, hasn't uh, the record industry surpassed the CD industry? You mean vinyl versus CD? Yes. Oh, I don't know. Yes. I wouldn't doubt it. I would not doubt I it. I believe it has. Uh, but I don't know if that means vinyl records, just a record label. Oh. Yeah. Uh, then I received Yeah, so signing bands and okay. promoting I got them okay. and, and all that good stuff. So, All right, and there you go. That's what I got in uh, music news for you. And I'm hitting this. What is yeah. this? Here we go. Hang on. Why don't we take a five-minute break? Uh, that sounds great. <laughs> Smoke if you got him. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. And uh, we will... Why is this, Casey? Because What's I happening? messed up. Oh, okay. I need a piece of music. I'm, I'm... I'm going to give you a piece of music. All right. We need to leave with music on the back end of this. Uh, but... 
It's going to take a minute? No, nah, it's going to... Well, it shouldn't. It should only take a couple of seconds. Second. Hey, all right. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Have you used this piece of music. Okay. All right, I got it. Nope. I did not. No, you got to right. wait. Okay. <laughs> Hang on a second. You I'll, would think... I'll, I will give you time. It is my fault I hit the button too early. By the um, way, if you want to see all this, it's on Casey's OnlyFans page. <laughs> all right, here we go. All right. Uh, so we're going to take a break. And we'll come back uh, in a moment, and we will uh, we'll do the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. So make sure that you stay close. We'll be right back. Well, why don't we take a five-minute break? new music from Dirty Honey and The Offspring. Get the scoop on Rob Zombie and the new Munsters movie. Plus, all the info on the new Queen YouTube series celebrating the band's 50th anniversary. Click contests for your shot at $500. Part of T-Mobile 5G Fridays. Coverage and speed. Who says you can't have it all? T-Mobile, are you with us? As we approach the end of our broadcast day and a beautiful sunny sky, still a little bit on the cool side. We're going to have breezy conditions and highs only going to get up to about 44 degrees. Next few days are going to be like that. We might actually, the clouds are working their way in tomorrow, and that's going to be the theme for a little while. Uh, maybe even some rain over the course of the week. Just no snow. Uh, no snow. We're good in that regard. No snow, bro. <laughs> uh, no snow, bro. It's March. I don't know if that works or not. No, but, yeah. uh, I want to thank our guests. We had our restaurant tour friend, Nick Elmy. Yeah. On. A new restaurant, but this time uh, in the burbs, if you will. Bala Kimwood, close by us, uh, which is great. It's called the Landing Kitchen. He's going to be opening up another property down that way. I can't wait to get over there. Yeah. Uh, Thank you also to actor and comedian Dean Cole. He was great. Uh, And he is in what sounds like a really cool independent film called I'm Fine. Thanks for asking. It's about a mother who ends up on the streets with her son, and she tries to... Uh, convince him they're just on a camping trip. Yeah. Um, so it uh, should be a, uh, an interesting film. And last but not least, gentleman who lived in the vet uh, for over two years, wrote a book called The Secret Apartment Vet Stadium, a surreal memoir. He was a great interview, and it's Tom Garvey. Yeah. Uh, who was on, and I think you're right, Steve. That's got movie written all over Oh, my God. It. Look, look at the uh, the, the um, uh, Tom Hanks film about the... Uh, yeah. The terminal? Yeah, the terminal. Yeah, the terminal, yeah. yeah. Hi, Pierre Robert. Why, hi there. So I, I heard that entire thing, and uh, a friend of mine uh, uh, has talked about that guy and um, suggested that maybe um, he created this, uh, that it could possibly be a tall tale. Um, Anything. But now the... Because, the... I mean, my friend said, why wouldn't there be just one picture? Yeah. I, I mean, I like this story, and I like the idea that it happened. Um any thoughts? Well, the Inquirer did, so they did what reporters should do, which is, you know, they went out and, and checked. So they had four sources there, uh, you know, four people who, who validated that this existed. And uh, But, I mean, you know, you at a certain point, you take them on his word. Yeah, could without pictures or photographic evidence, could you fake it and just have people agree with your story? Yeah, but it seems to, there's too much minutia involved. I've heard Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there you go. No, yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm and going with. the guy he references, and um, if, if he's still listening, I don't mean any disrespect to you, sir, um, but uh, Mike McNally, the guy he spoke of several times, uh, managed the electric factory for years and years. So um, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's accurate. Um, but I was fascinated because, of course, I didn't go there for a lot of sports. <laughs> <laughs> but I did go there for a fair amount of concerts and yeah. one god awful Eagles game in the six hundred section uh with my accountant. 
who who insisted that I go, and the guy behind me peed his pants as he was cursing wow. and really drunk. It was uh, really exciting. Uh, and and the, when the when the football team came out, they the team the stadium booed the Eagles as they were coming out. I go, what a town! <laughs> what a town! Uh, but um, and I love the town. But uh, that was a fascinating cultural experience. And then I went there for one painful baseball game, and um, but, but uh, lots of great concerts. Yeah, I, I went hosted to the, the last bon, the last concert ever there. I hosted, which was Bon Jovi. First right. sporting event I ever went to in Philadelphia is uh, the Phillies, and uh, and they got booed while, <laughs> yes. while I was there, and, which was totally foreign to me. Just like hello, absolutely one hundred percent foreign to me. These are the boys, yeah. the boys in blue. You don't boo the boys in blue. Yeah. You say Yahoo, <laughs> the boys in blue. That's what you do. That's what you do, <laughs> Doctor Seuss. Seuss, Seuss, Seuss Studio. All right, uh, shall we do a letter of the day? Yo, Jack. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety-three-three WMMR. Now the daily letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter D, as in damn fine cup of coffee. All right. <laughs> We have $500 to give away. Part of T-Mobile 5G Fridays where T-Mobile is giving away 5Gs in the name of Speed with the Preston and Steve Show. And for another shot at winning 500 bucks, you just click contest at WMMR.com and enter to win one of five $500 online prizes. T-Mobile is the first to bring 5G speeds to cities and towns across America. Coverage and speed. Who says you can't have it all? T-Mobile, are you with us? Uh, what's happening uh, on the program today, sir? First of all, I am with you. Yes, you are. Very yeah. good. All right. Having said that, secondly, I can tell you uh, we will be all over the musical map, which is uh, the way it should be, really. We will have everything from Journey to Godsmack to Blink-182 in the blocks today. Wow. That's some variety. Yes, and I have a piece of um, little piece of good news I, I will pull out. Really? Okay. I mean, just a, it's a good news story I saw that. It's, a fe- it's thought, Pierre's feel-good stories. Well, I it occurred to me Mondays is a is a time to, for something to feel good about. Yeah, I agree. So I, I found a, a, a good story. I said, that would sound nice on Monday. <laughs> I support that, sir. Well, you find, I mean, Preston has 25 stacks of <laughs> stories of every conceivable thing that have happened to anyone over the years. Uh, and and you color code them, too. I do. I have to. I can't keep track of anything. If organizational I level, I envy. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> Want me to drive you to No, the no, it's okay. <laughs> You're going to drive him to the airport? Oh, That's so nice. I'm going to thank dude. our sponsors. President Steve Show brought to you today by Dunkin', the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Also brought to you by Acme Markets Fresh Foods, local flavors, and by LASIK Experts. Book your free LASIK consultation today at LASIKexperts.com. Uh, tomorrow, big show, especially for a Tuesday. Tuesdays are usually kind of down, but we have joining us Tom Papa. Yes. Stephen Weber. Wow. And Mark Summers. Whoa. Yay. And we'll have a tattoo Tuesday. And this time around, the tattoo being done by our friend Bob Dodge's yeah. new shop called Runic Tattoo. Hey. In Newtown Square. Wow. So it's going to be a big show tomorrow. That's that is stuff. it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. And we shall see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. The present Steve. Small business. Love you. Help you line. Hey guys, David Ivey here, General Manager at Angry Jack's Axe Throwing, located in Nexton, Pennsylvania. We offer one hour and two hour coached axe throwing sessions, as well as leagues, Wednesday to Sunday. Give us a call at 484 484- 
or check us out at angryjacksaxes.com. Feel free to follow us on Facebook or Instagram and get your axe in here. Next message. Namaste, Philadelphia. Jessica here from Yoga on Main in Manion. We are here to offer some peace of mind and body throughout the pandemic. Due to COVID restrictions, we are offering all classes online at yogaonmain.com. Check out our daily yoga classes and upcoming events like Morning Retreat Week starting Monday, March 15th, and our semi-annual yoga teacher training starting Friday, March 19th. Beginners are most welcome. We love you, MMR. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.